0: Joe
1: Rogan podcast, check it out. The Joe Rogan experience.
2: Train by day, Joe Rogan podcast by night, all day. Oh, what's happening, happening, baby? How you good doing, to Joe? see you, brother. How you doing? And we're drinking Bud Light, ladies so and gentlemen. Sorry, guys. Sorry. We're fucked. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. Mm-mm. Mm. People so cheer, sir. Cheers, brother. These people are so silly. We were just talking about how silly it is. One person made a really stupid decision, and now everybody's decided that Bud Light is the enemy. But that's like this thing that people do in America where they just decide, now I hate these these people. These people are the enemy and you know And, and it's they, over. Yeah, and it's over. The reason I've drinking Bud Light and Budweiser like my entire
0: adult life. And then on on Twitter I defended my my sister's spouse, and people were like People were pissed, and I was like, I'm so, I didn't mean to do this. It was crazy. And Travis Tritt came after me, and I was like, he didn't come after me. Travis Tritt is so respectable, and he's, like, a good guy. And I met him at the Two Step Inn where you were. And it was just, it was cool to get to talk to him about it and see, like, two different views. And it was, yeah. it was cool sitting in the room with him and hearing it.
2: Well, you know, people, just the culture war in this country is so goofy. It's so overblown. And a lot of it is people just not talking to each other people talking through social media and talking through narratives, and it's just...
0: It freaks me out. Yeah? It freaks me out. And being so public, you too, as well, it's so scary. I feel like it keeps people from being who they actually are. Oh, yeah. Which is terrifying, because every time I get anywhere, I'm like, shit, man, I can't say or do this. And then when you do, it's fucking... It's crazy.
2: It's like <laughs> There's a lot of self-censoring, but I, I think it's important to speak your mind. I think it's getting better. Yeah. It's just more people have to do it and then more people – you know, people are worried about the repercussions, but you have to understand that when you're a person like yourself or a person like me, you're communicating to millions of people. And so you're going to have a certain percentage of them that are upset at everything you say, whether you say you like to eat meat or whether you say you think Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is a good guy or whether you think that – you know whatever the fuck you think and you only have one you only have one life man allegedly yeah i guess i'm not sure about that. i'm not sure about that i uh <laughs> you have a Dude. feeling you've been here before
0: no i uh i saw your podcast like two years about two years ago about the infinity thing yeah and i kept telling people about it like in oklahoma and stuff I'm like what the is not
2: you- it weird that that freaks people out like it freaks people out like i love life I love my family. I love my friends. I love my job. I love existing. I enjoy it very much. But if I had to do this over and over again forever for, for infinity, it's a, a weird feeling. It freaks people Have out. Have you seen
0: that Black Mirror episode? No. Not to be that guy. No, no, no I've Black seen a ab- bunch of them. But There's and- a Black Mirror episode where they're in a cabin and this guy's in prison for infinity <sighs> and he's talking to this guy over and over and over again. Wow. And there's the new one, the new season came out. And the same thing, they're in space and they're like coming down. I'm not going to ruin
2: it. No, no worries. It's crazy. It's an amazing show. It freaks you out. And it's, it's my favorite show. It's a it's great show. It's good. My wife won't watch it with me. <laughs> really? She thinks it's scary. Really? She gets freaked out by it. Yeah, she doesn't like things that could be real. I you get know? that. I get that. A lot of people, like when I bring it up, they're like, I don't know. And I'm like, did you ever see Heavy Metal? uh uh-uh. That's the one where the robots are chasing this lady?
0: Oh, yeah, the dogs. I didn't like that. I stopped watching it. That one freaked me out too much. I was like, no way. That's so close to real. Well, the one about the murdering, too. There's a one where this chick, like, murders. Oh, yeah. And she gets in this, like, white lie of trying to hide from it. Yeah. Like, she's, like, hiding it from her kids and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy.
2: (sighs) Wow. It's just—it's so close to real. It's so close to real. There was a World Economic Forum video that they just put out about people going to work and wearing earbuds. Have you seen it, Jamie? Going to work and wearing earbuds that monitor your brain waves and the brainwaves are going to tell whether or not you're being productive or distracted. And in this video, this woman is kind of fantasizing about a guy she works with and then catches herself doing it. And then some guy gets busted for like... Is this a show? What is this? It's just a video explaining how in the future you're going... See if you can find
1: it. I, I mean, I'm seeing the people talking about it. I mean, Dude, you
2: saying
0: of- this reminds me of yesterday I was in Walmart and I was like walking around and I was like looking for something to buy. And one of the girls I asked the question to, she had an Air Bud in. Or an airpod in. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why would you do that? You're like walking around work and people are asking you for help and stuff and she's just walking around like listening to She's like talking to people with
2: And listening to this music. Yeah. Kids do that today. My my kids do that. They're like yeah, I have he, one ear
0: open. I was kind of I didn't mean to I didn't mean to be an ass, but I was like I was talking to the guy at the, over the past the, few hours. Here it is. Oh, yeah, sure that's is that it. Check it? this out. Okay. Yeah, check Sorry. this
2: video out. This mm-hmm. is this is bonkers, dude. This is Please really
3: cursor to the left. And scroll through your brain data over the past few hours.
0: You oh, it's like one of those stress
3: levels Training videos As the deadline to finish your memo approach?
2: Yeah and she's wearing these Has
3: earbuds. A but what's that unusual change in your brain activity? This is not asleep? the one I saw. okay. There's I was another say, one that
2: I saw that's... That's uh, scarier than a Black Mirror episode. But this, the, the other one's more scary because it talks about, like, self-censoring at work and monitoring your thoughts at work. I can see it. God, I sent it to somebody. I can what see the it. What fuck did I well, send it to?
1: I mean, this video on TikTok seems like... I just saw the brainwave thing you just said. Oh, come on. Like that? That's the same video.
2: Yep. This is it. This is it. This oh, it's just it. a little later this in there? This is it. Yeah. Okay. okay. So I had only seen part of it. That's it. Keep it rolling.
3: feelings she
0: Oh, you got two going.
2: Oh, my God. This is a nightmare. <laughs> this is
3: Black
0: Mirror. This is what I hear at night.
3: <laughs> oh, this is fine.
2: Let this play. No, it's before this. It's before this where she's fantasizing about this guy. that she, Yeah, that's it. That's the guy. So
0: How ahead. do you smoke pot and watch stuff like that? I this? love it. That's crazy.
3: Romance. Back up. But you can't help fantasizing. Your brain starts to... Could you take a quick look at my brain data? Anything to worry about? The, the doctor. Your mind starts to wander to the new colleague on your team. No way. you know you shouldn't <laughs> be about. Come on. Given the policy against intra-office romance. But you can't help fantasizing.
2: Just
3: so <laughs> but then you start to worry that your boss will notice your amorous feelings... When she checks your brain activity what shift your attention back to the present.
0: imagine when all the shitty things you've thought of at work I know and your boss knowing Later that day, congratulations,
2: congratulations on your brain on your metrics brain
3: metrics from the past quarter which have earned you another performance bonus so you get you bonuses home, to the music with your for with thinking your brain a, brain a your certain way When you work where is keep it going from the cloud has fallen over the office. Along with emails, text messages, and GPS location data, the government has subpoenaed employees' brainwave data from the past year. They have compelling evidence that one of your coworkers has committed massive wire fraud. Now, they're looking for his co-conspirators. You discover they are looking <laughs> for synchronized brain activity between your coworker and the people he has been working with. While you know you're innocent of any crime, You've been secretly working with him on a new startup venture. Shaking, you remove your earbuds.
0: You know what's crazy about that? You know what's crazy about that? I feel like the world right now with all of our phones is the same way. Because your phone knows everything about you. Yeah. And people can do that. But it's it's not the same. But it's like... It's getting
2: there. It feels like it. I mean, the idea of being able to collect data on everywhere you walk... I remember when I was... I guess it was like... I want to say it was like 99, 2000 was the first GPS thing that I had. And you would load it, I think, with CDs or DVRs. I remember when DVDs. Garmin's came out and my grandpa was going crazy. Yeah. He would put
0: it on the dash of his truck and he's like, we're
2: going to Texas and we know where we're going. <laughs> yeah, you you had a map with you all the time. But the one that I had in the early days, you could I only had California because that's all the data could fit. And the, the California data was on like a CD-ROM or a DVD, I can't remember which one it was, but it, you had to load it, I remember. And it was kinda clunky, but I was like, this is wild. It, this is like very early on with that kind of electronics. Thinking about it now, like
0: what's freaked me out the most in the last like, year of my life has been friends of mine and people that I've met and things. I got a flip phone like six months ago. I was like, man, I called you on it. Yeah. When I first started talking to you, I was on my flip phone. Because I was talking to a friend of mine and it was like, they were like, well, how are you gonna track how are you going to know where your friends are at? Like with the tracking on iPhones and stuff like that, with uh-huh. you can like see your friends and I'm like what yeah. do you
2: mean? Right.
0: I don't think we're supposed to know where we're all at. And it's scary <laughs> as shit. Why do I want you to know that I'm at my house or if I'm even your best friends in the entire world, our parents never did that. It's weird, you know? It's yeah. crazy.
2: It's weird, and then some people are going to want to know where you are all the time. Why won't you let me know where you are, Zach? Yeah,
0: it's six years, It's like Zach, seven years ago, I where are you, Zach? Snapchat, because I saw the map with all the fucking yeah, heads on it,
2: Yeah, and kids are growing up like this, bro, it's oh, crazy. my kids use that constantly, yeah. they're always tracking their friends. And I'm
0: 27, I'm not allowed to say that yet, I don't know. You're I, still a kid. I don't know what age that is, where you can start <laughs> saying the kids, you know. Which is cringy to say, but You can say
2: it at 27. After 25, you can kind of say it occasionally. That's how I feel. Yeah. After
0: 25, I was like, holy fuck, man.
2: Life is not... Then once you're 30, you're like, oh my God, I'm a grown up.
0: I was told at 30, you feel more...
2: I was told at 30, you feel like more settled. Depends on who you are. Sometimes people aren't happy at 30, and then they start panicking more because they haven't gotten anything done.
0: My fucking... I don't know about your 20s. I don't know what you did in your 20s, but my 20s have been like this crazy roller coaster. They've just like it hasn't stopped
2: and I'm like holy shit. This is what they meant by the 20s or yeah psychotic I mean you're just over being 10. Yeah, literally you were 10 17 years ago And you feel like you know everything <laughs>
0: man when you're 22 and 23. It's so scary of course
2: the decisions yeah. and
0: shit you make It's crazy.
2: You got into You got into making music Well, I say you were successful making music while you were still in the military, right?
0: Yes. How yeah. old were you? 22 when I started wow i started putting videos on twitter and it was psychotic it was crazy because i did it for like i get all these messages all the time from people who are like hey man i was around when you release head and south i've been here from the beginning and i'm like wow really the very beginning you know and um i started putting videos on twitter back in like 2017 and then i just kept doing it and doing it and doing it because i was in the navy i had a lot of shit going on i had like i didn't believe in therapy because that's crazy in the navy you know and uh I started just making music and I started posting them on Twitter and people, I'd get like five or six likes and I didn't care. It was nice. It was nice to go home. It was nice to go home and feel the way I did and write and put music on Twitter. I don't know. It was kind of my validation in the world of I can write a song at least. Right. And then man, one, I was, I was training in Florida and one day I put like four or five videos up and they just went like crazy viral. And I was like, cool, neat. And then my life just kept. Going up and up and up and I was like. At oh, that
2: time, me. did you have any? Uh, what were your your aspirations about recording? No, I didn't
0: even know what it was. That's why all my really? <laughs> beginning <laughs> records
2: are shitty. You never they're thought... not
0: shitty, but see, I when did. I recorded this, when I recorded this, I was about to like go inside. I was like, whatever, I'll just throw this on the internet, and it was this like the like number one an iPhone. Uh huh, and it was like the number one voted Reddit video in the entire like world. I think I don't know. <laughs> But I was like getting calls from people. I'm like, "What the hell's going on?" Everyone at work's like, "You're going viral." I was like, "What?" And we're like literally wow. like learning how to load missiles and shit. I'm like, "Cool, <laughs> sick, man." And uh, it's it's been crazy. And I never I never in my life envisioned being a musician ever. Really? Period. No, I thought I was gonna. My, my old man was in the navy for 25 years. He was a master chief. My mom was in the navy. My grandpa was in the navy. Both, yeah, just that that like. Whatever, and I was like, I'm gonna be in the Navy till the day I die probably until I retire at least And that was it. That was gonna be my life And I was thinking about it yesterday how crazy My reality is now Like coming back to Oklahoma and being around people And people like coming to get me in diners And being like, take a picture of me I'm like, what is going on, man? There's like 700 people hating me online I'm like, bro, I didn't fucking mean to do this I don't, I'm sorry It's crazy Wow
2: I just kept going
0: Kept writing. So, so
2: when you made your music, you just made it for fun. You make it make it for yourself. Like, did you plan on?
0: No, I just wanted to be a writer. I think writing is like the most beautiful thing in the world because I used to read like Steinbeck books and stuff when I was a kid, and uh, I just thought it was so crazy that someone could take words and put them on a page and it would make you feel something. Mm. Not to be deep either. I mean yeah. that. Like yeah, you can be yeah. reading a book and feel something like visceral and real from a page on a book. It's yeah. just ink and you're looking at it, and I was like, that's crazy. So I started writing poems and stuff when I was a kid. And um, those turned into songs because writing poems is lame, right? Not really. Now that I'm 27, I know that it's not. But when I was a kid, I thought that. And I was like, what well, way can you write poems and it's not weird? And that's why I started playing guitar.
2: Yeah, poems are one of those ones people are embarrassed to say they
0: Exactly, yeah, and I, never under, I, I don't get that nowadays, but I do if you're, you 16 know why? Or Seventeen. Why? Because
2: the people that aren't embarrassed when they talk about poetry are annoying. Yeah, they are. They're annoying. Oh man, you but should that's be That's the ma- problem. <laughs> people talking to me about
0: writing. I'm like, man, you suck. Dude. Please, please don't. I don't want to read. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it, man. So people just want to unload on you. Just because it's almost, it's almost embarrassing to like write vulnerable stuff. Yeah. But it's not at all. At the same time, it's like you have
2: one life, you know. Well, it it connects with people so much. The vulnerable stuff, like, it connects with people. It resonates with people so much. And people act like you should be ashamed of it. Well, it's just... People are ashamed of emotions for
0: some strange reason. It's strange. It's, it's really strange. weird to talk to people about it. It's because, very stupid. It's very stupid. At the same time, so many people are drawn to them. Like, I have so many happy songs, and people always love my, like, darker ones, and I'm like, this isn't my fault. You guys all lean towards this. It's not...
2: I think what it stems from is people criticizing people who lose control of their emotions like people who are too emotional so like It could be any little thing that goes wrong in their life And they break down start crying and think the world is out to get them like that is see that that's annoying to people I agree and in harder times that is really looked down on because those are the people that don't carry their own weight Those are the people that get in the way Those are the people that panic and battle those the, the people that can't control their emotions so when we think about someone who's exploring their emotions or expressing their emotions, we, like, kind of automatically think about the most annoying aspect of expressing your emotions. Other the people in your childhood who were just crying all the time and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, well, people, so there's some people that just, like, Anything that goes wrong in their life, they think the universe is out to get them. Like, God damn it. Like, have you ever seen Africa? You ever seen, like, people that are living in third world countries? You ever think people that are walking from Guatemala to try to get through to Mexico to get to America? Wake up every morning so happy to breathe here in America, man. I wake up
0: every morning. I'm like, holy shit, this could be so much worse.
2: Yeah, that's like when this whole border crisis thing is going on. And I'm like, listen, if I was living in Honduras... And I had no way of making out, and I knew that I could walk all the way to America. My cousin was going to do it. My brother was going to do it. It's going to take us two weeks to walk to America. Like, let's fucking go, man. Otherwise, we're stuck.
0: And you have to think about that being a story in itself. Yeah, like for you as that that person who's like, I'm going to go make this trek and make this journey in my life to make it better. That's
2: like an odyssey, right? Like you're. Well, people do what they have to do in order to make their life better, and when there's nothing you have to do cuz your life's pretty fucking yeah. easy then people find all sorts of stupid shit to, to complain, complain about, about. cuz yeah. people have, there's like a level of dissatisfaction that most people just contain all day long and a lot of it is like they have a lot of disfac- dissatisfaction about their own self yeah and they don't address that so instead they find all this dissatisfaction in the world but that whatever that percentage is whether their life is unbelievably brutal or whether their life is really easy they still want to spend, you know, 30-what percent fucking complaining about shit. Yeah. So they find dumb shit to complain about to be that upset means about. nothing.
0: Have you I, This is weird you're bringing this up because I posted on my Instagram, I had to bring it up, but I posted on my Instagram last week this thing called the Catastrophe of Success. Have you ever read that? No. By Tennessee Williams? Oh. There's this paragraph at the end, he talks about how success just made him like... You gotta... Sorry. Yeah, I'm it like, up. I'm pull so up. sorry.
2: Yeah. No, don't pause it. Okay. No, I'm gonna I read the You gotta read, read it. this.
0: It. Yeah, yeah, okay.
2: You know then that public somebody you are when you have a name. Uh, yeah, you can read it. But okay, you know then that the public somebody you are when you have a name is a fiction created with mirrors, and that only somebody worth being is the solitary and unseen you that existed from your first breath, and which is the sum of your actions, and so is constantly in a state of becoming under your own violation. And knowing these things. You can even uh, survive the catastrophe. Wrong, of wrong success. paragraph. I had one job.
0: It's the one above
2: it. But it talks oh, about what okay. you were just
0: saying—that people get so content in their lives that they make like the only thing worth the only thing worth it in this life is conflict. Yeah, like, you have to have that conflict and those stories and those things that make you suffer. Yeah, to be happy and content, which is just crazy to think about.
2: Yeah, it says this is an oversimplification. One does not escape that easily from the seduction of an effete way of life. Is that how to say that? I don't know. Effete. How do you say that, Jeremy? A feat? Killed it. One of them? I got it with one of them. First one one them. Right. The first one? Yeah. Killed it. That's one of those things I've only read. I've never like said out I've loud. I've never seen that word till I saw <laughs> this. I was like, no way, man. You cannot arbitrarily say to yourself, I will not continue my life as it was before this thing. Success happened to me. But once you fully apprehend the vacuity of a life without struggle, you are equipped with the basic means of salvation. Once you know this is true, that the heart of man, his body and brain, are forged in a white-hot furnace for the purpose of conflict, the struggle of creation, and that with the conflict removed, the man is a sword cutting daisies. Sick. That, that's amazing. That's sick. That not privation but luxury is the wolf at the door, and that the fangs of this wolf are all the little vanities and conceits and laxities that success is heir to. Why? then with this knowledge, you are at least in a position of knowing where danger lies. And people mm. people who are content, that's
0: what it means. Yeah. It, you won't be happy without the conflict of... You need struggle, and that's
2: very unfortunate. That's
0: <laughs> what I've dealt with a lot lately yeah. in my life, and like the touring life and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, being successful in anything. It's just hard, I think. Which, that's so... I'm not it's trying com- to,
2: it, No, it is. But it I'm is. not trying to bullshit anyone. And, yeah, of course. It's not I like feel. you're a coal miner. Exactly. Right? I'm but not being like... In the 1800s. Yeah. And you're 12. Yeah. It's fucking complicated. It's it, it, complicated very, is yeah. better to say than hard. It's also super bizarre because there's not a lot of people you could talk to about it. Of course. Yeah, you know, there's no one who relates. It's hard. But I'm it's t- not... T- I tried to talk to a bunch of different people about it like early on and everybody has a different take on it. And, some, and it's interesting to see like some people as time has gone on, they've dealt with it less and less well. And Which that, is crazy to think about. You yeah. would think as
0: you went along the route, you You'd would... get better at it. Yeah.
2: yeah. A lot of things
0: in that... It's just been, it's been insane. And that really, every time I feel however I'm, like, stressed out, I'll just read that. I'm like, cool. Everything mm-hmm. will be alright.
2: For me, um, that's why exercise is, like, a key component of my mental health regimen. It's learned more that. mental health than anything.
0: Personally, because when I was in the Navy, I was running, like, I was running marathons like on the weekends because really? I loved it so much. Running, I've always ran like a lot oh, and yeah. um, I've lost that along the way of being a musician and I've noticed a decline in like how I feel like a uh, Energy wise. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's freaked me out. So every morning when I wake up to play a show, I'll always go on a run now.
2: and that's I, a lot. Try, I always try to tell other comics that, because like, a lot of comics do not like to take care of themselves. It's like part of the fun of being a comedian. You're just lazy and crazy and you're doing drugs. has a musician late. too, yeah. Yeah, it's a part of the thing. But I always tell them your body is literally the race car that you're maneuvering around life in. Yep. And if you can give that race car more horsepower, if you make it more robust, it works better. It works better with everything. It thinks better. It handles emotions better. It it, it sleeps better. It eats better. You, and, you'll be smarter. And people don't want to believe that because it's easier to not. Well, because but it's you're also more fun. But fucking lazy. It's also fun, though,
0: to, to not care. To you go know? crazy. Yeah, but, but, but then but you realize it makes it so much worse. That's what yeah. happened to me last year. Because, I mean, I wasn't, like, being crazy. I wasn't, like shooting up or anything, but we were just <laughs> We were just drinking so much and we yeah. weren't like working out and like right it was just like I, and I woke up one morning I was like in New York City and I'm like man. I feel just bad. I yeah. shouldn't feel like this at 8 in the morning
2: Yeah,
0: I haven't done anything. And that's when I started like addressing. I called
2: my dad. I'm like man. I got to do something That's the real problem with booze That's the real problem with booze i noticed. Yeah is so much worse for you than weed or mushrooms or anything else booze is the worst because it it removes all of your uh am I being an asshole filter so you're fucking blah, blah. Yeah, yeah so people get loud and confident and and uninhibited and then you feel terrible the next day Exactly it's the worst drug but it's also really fun like, It's mo- yeah. it's the
0: most fun thing you can do it's It's pretty fun People give me shit all the time because my sister my sister sobered up a long long time ago and um we always talk about it with each other in a way of of like balancing our lives and things like that and drinking and all that and uh, every time I talk to her, she's like, well, why don't you just quit drinking if you feel bad all the time? And I'm like, I'm a musician. It's a great time to be at, like that night at the mothership and stuff. Like you go mm. down and you start drinking with your friends and things. It's when it gets out of hand that it's not okay.
2: Yeah. It's and a that's... balancing act but for uh, sure. Did you see Huberman's podcast? On alcohol? On alcohol? No, I didn't. Sure. It's terrible.
0: I watched. Uh, yeah, no. I watched. I watched you. that, man. I was like, I've never put really? away. Yeah. It's scary. He was talking about it, and I was like, "I probably was drinking a beer because it was like 8 p.m.," <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh shit!" He was like, "No, this is," he did not. Don't quote me on this. He was like, "This is it kills you oh, it every time it every time you does. drink," and I was like, "Man, it's I got poison," because yeah. I'd stop drinking. I thought, man, I thought I was being smart, and like last year we were drinking a lot of whiskey, and I was like, I, "I'm gonna stop drinking whiskey. I'll stick with the light beers and the just the beer." I started drinking beer and I felt worse and I was like, shit. Well, you're getting a lot of carbohydrates. Exactly. And I didn't realize yeah. that. I woke up every morning like full <laughs> and I'm like, why? I, I, I just can't eat breakfast. And it was it's just crazy. So calories.
2: Like, yeah. beer is a lot. If you're drinking 12 beers, shit. That's a shitload of calories. And
0: I mean, our, not, our days are so long. Like being a musician, people don't realize how much fucking time you're just waiting around. Right. Because yeah. you get to the venue early and then you wait around all day to play and then you play and then afterwards everyone wants to talk. Yeah. So you're like up for like 18 hours and there's beer involved in everything and yeah. you don't even meaning to do it but you're like man at the end of the night you're like
2: i gotta eat something man it's crazy there's stages of guys drinking less and one of them is they go to the tequila stage <laughs> like tequila doesn't give you hangovers man tequila's better right don't oh, the-
0: do that that's like one of the stages you even saying tequila makes me want to just gag man <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it
2: even the smell of it freaks me out that's probably my favorite drink interesting yeah wow now it doesn't fuck me up as much as other ones. I like when when I am purposely trying to get fucked up. It's whiskey.
0: Of course, yeah, me too. So cool. I had to stop drinking it. But the That's older like, I get, the more
2: I realize, like,
0: dude, you're not invincible. <laughs> you can't do this. That's what man. It's crazy. Your body starts declining,
2: and you're like, I gotta. Do, do you something. ever do uh, IV vitamin drips after you drink?
0: I tried them once, and it made me feel worse. So now oh, I'm really? like scared of them. Yeah, I did it at a festival one time because I was just I did ACL, and I'm not acls amazing and everything. It's awesome, but uh. Man, I woke up the next morning, and I, I was like, I can't, man. Really? There's no way. It was like 5.30. I had like the 5.30 slot, and we had been driving all night. I was like, man, I can't do this. And Danny's like, here, do this IV. It'll make you feel better. And I did it, and I went on stage. I was like, oh, this is terrible. Really? Anyway, I had a great time, and the show was fine. But, uh, it was but you just, felt worse? I did feel worse. I, it gave me a headache for some reason. I don't That's know. That's
2: interesting. Yeah. What? Oh, hmm. I was, don't want to throw any companies under the bus, but I wonder like what they put in it. There's always those IV companies it. at like the festivals yeah. and things, yeah. What you want to get in is glutathione. That's a big one, and it's, it actually helps your liver um, process alcohol. A lot of people take uh, glutathione while they drink to actually help. I was their literally liver about to ask: Can you do it simultaneously?
1: Yeah, you could. be can needled take, up and you drink could, it at the same time. Yeah,
2: you could. I think that would be cumbersome. <laughs> but uh, a lot of people take liposomal glutathione. It's a way it gets in your bloodstream better. You like squirt it under your tongue. I've tried that before. Um, but generally, you're rehydrating and you're getting, like, a full panel of vitamins. You're getting zinc. You're getting vitamin D and B and take a lot notes, of high-dose vitamin C. It's good for your body for sure. Of course. And when you're recovering from a night of drinking, it's good to, like, give your body the, the you know, the building blocks to try to get, it. get your shit together. Wow. T- to speak about technically. <laughs>
0: My body like hit a wall because I was so I was so like in the Navy and it was so physical, like it was so physical and like you had to be in such great physical shape. And then like all of a sudden it was like out. Right. Do whatever you want. Yeah. Now it's like you're free. And I was like, okay let's go. It was crazy. It was crazy. I waited like eight months to it was just such a crazy story. And then when I when I finally had freedom, I kind of overdid it. Do you ever right, think yeah. about taking like a trainer with you on the road? I think we're
2: doing it next year. That's a good move.
0: But I, hate I, there's something in me. Not my. It might be my ego or whatever. But there's something in me. It's like, no, you can do it yourself. Well, you can, but will you? Exactly. That's, That's what's what, if hard. If you haven't so far, it's so unexpected. I, well, I mean, I have. But
2: you know what? Enough. You could do. You could make a like an agreement with the guys that you work with, like where everyone's gonna do a specific amount of working out every day. Like you're gonna do like X amount of days a week, and you have to do with each workout 20 minutes of cardio. 100 push-ups. That's like, cool too. Builds yeah, camaraderie amongst yeah, yeah, the guys. We've yeah. been doing better this year on the road. But if you like have something like that where everybody can complain about it, and talk shit about, it and have fun with it, that's when people do their yeah. best, man.
0: When there's a market, they gotta yeah. like compete with.
2: It's cool. It's also like a bonding experience, and it's also, it's you know, it's a, it's a shared experience. It's like you're having a fun time and you're getting stuff done, and it'll force you to do it. Like you, you hold each other accountable and just yeah. do it for a month. Only <laughs> thing I'm gonna do for the next month is play pool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. You got to get better. Girls get a pool, man. Yeah.
2: I play a lot, though. It's not fair.
0: I thought. I'm telling you when I say we did, too. Yeah. We, a lot. <laughs> like, too much. People, like, refer to it when they're talking to me.
2: Like, how's pool? So, being out there, it's crazy. Well, there's pool that, that you play in a bar, like, on a bar table. And then there's tournament pool that you play on a tight-pocketed table. That's when like I showed throw. up and
0: the guy started telling me the rules, I was like, yeah. well, I'm sorry. What?
2: That's for nine ball. Of course. Yeah, but we play eight ball. It's the best game in the world besides maybe like poker. I love it. I love it more than anything because you have to execute. It's one of the rare games where it's not just knowing what to do and figuring out little puzzles, but you have to execute. Like you have to control your body. You just put words to to
0: how I feel about it too. Yeah. I've always
2: thought that. I'm like, how is this game so damn fun? I think that's the same thing that people get with golf, you know, because you have to execute. You have to make the shot. Golf, man you play golf? No, I don't. But Jamie's an addict. I can't do golf. Jamie just got back
0: from oh, a yeah? tournament. I can't do golf. <laughs> Something about it I just can't do. You'll, you'll get there. It's got to be the shorts. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. ia lot of my friends do play golf, and they always try to get me
2: to play. And I'm it's like, a super addictive game. That's the only reason why I've never messed with it. Really? I, just, I don't want to get addicted. Like Tony Hinchcliffe and him and Ron White and a lot of my good friends are full-on golf junkies. Really? They, they can't stop playing. I've been
0: living in the Northeast, and there's a big... It's like, there's a lot of, I feel like in golf, you have to go out and like, there's a lot of work involved in getting into golf. Mm -hmm. Same with like sports like
1: lacrosse and stuff like that. There's just like a lot of shit you got to have to play. Oh yeah, golf.
2: You got to have, how many fucking clubs do you have?
1: You're supposed to have 14 or so in your bag, plus your shoes. There's rules about what you got to wear out there. Yeah. I always thought it was
2: annoying carrying a pool cue on the road. Like taking a pool cue. 60-pound bag.
0: I feel like a dork when I do that. If you walk into – you're not a dork if you do that because some of my friends do it. But you walk into a bar with a pool stick, it's like
2: – Yeah. I'm
0: not, And also people are like – they don't want to play you at that point. I don't at least. If I'm in a bar and a guy brings a pool stick in and like a glove, I'm like, okay.
2: But the thing – like I
0: never play pool much in bars.
2: That's what you're saying out there. yeah. real pool halls. Yeah. Does that make it, a, that's Does a, that make a, a difference, game. you think? Yeah, way different. Yeah, those Maybe that's why are... I
0: think I'm so damn good. Yeah, because I've playing been playing lemons. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's crazy. But a I lot like, of pool players that are really good go to bars because people do think they're good at pool, and they'll go and talk shit, hustle and up, man. Someone will try to gamble, and next thing you know, they're walking out of there with ten grand. Yeah, I, I have a bunch of friends that have done that. We do the dumbest shit at bars
0: when it comes to pool because we'll all like be drinking beers all night. It'll be like midnight, and someone's like, "I'll bet you on this one," and then like the whole <laughs> bar will like get around, you know, <laughs> and just watch us play. It's crazy.
2: Yeah, it's psychotic. Yeah, gambling. It's scary, dude. I was in Vegas with Dana White, Taylor Lewin, who who Will, else was Will gambling? Will Compton. Will Compton. Who else was gambling? That was me, Will. Will me was gambling. Shane.
1: Yeah. And Shane.
2: And Shane Gillis yeah. was with us and and Jamie and Dana White was gambling and he was down six hundred thousand uh-huh. dollars playing blackjack. I was like, no. Don't do it. Taylor was telling us. So we were backstage with Shane. Shane Gillis is doing a show at the Mirage. I came to hang out. We're all having a good time. And then he goes, Hey, we're gonna go gamble with Dana. I'm like, Oh my god, do you know how hard he gambles? You're gonna get He's like, I'm up all this money. Taylor's like, I'm fired up, Dana shows me how to bet. We get there, Taylor's down a hundred and twenty thousand dollars in the first five minutes. But it can also go the other way. Yeah, that's why, obviously that's why why people so do it, it did go the other way. He made his money back and he won like 65 grand, I think. And then he backed out. He's like, people that's will it. just gamble
0: on anything, which is cool. Yeah. I do this thing every year where I go to the casino and I'll put X amount of dollars on red every time, no matter what. And I've never lost, which I'll probably lose now that I jinxed it. But like every year, once a year, I'll go and put money on red. Just to say, I can't, like whatever. That's good. I Once can't a year. go to the
1: casino, man. It's scary. <laughs> man, I was. We
0: were in. Um. I don't, I don't remember. We were like in. Um. It's freaky. Like in uh, Arkansas, and Oklahoma, Missouri, states like that. If you go to the casino, I was at the hotel. Like even the hotels at casinos are scary. You're like, say, go. I'm gonna send you something. Jim. Bunch of stains on the couches, man. You're like, what's <laughs> going on? You go downstairs, and like your buddies are like smoking cigarettes, and like. With those fucking sticks on the lottery machines or what? The slot machines? Yeah, the slot and
2: machines. Like, it's,
0: like a, it's like a dungeon, and you're like, oh, no offense to anyone who gambles, but it scares the shit out of me. I'm like, it should. Imagine.
2: Yeah. It, it, it triggers some things in your brain. There's certain things, makes, though. This is Dana. He's on vacation in the Amalfi Coast. Bro. And this fucking dude brings a, a casino. He had a casino come, come on. to him. Bro, who's that kid next to That's him? His son. That's crazy. So he's, look, he's got stacks of cash.
0: That's baller, man. Playing? For him. No,
2: it's not. That's sickness. <laughs> Who knows? He brought a goddamn casino my to his My thing boat. is,
0: man, if you can do it, you should do it if it makes you happy. Wow, look at you. All open-minded.
2: No way.
0: <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess the last year of my life has made me like that. Well, that's a good way to be. No one lets, no one lets you do what you want to do. Or me do what I want to do. Like when it comes to like socially, like on the. Well, what do you want to do? I just think everything is so micro-analyzed. Yes. By every, you know what I'm saying? Like it's everything. So
2: many it's just so many voices. That's what it is. Agreed. Like we were talking about earlier. Like If you go on social media and you read comments about you, you're reading the opinions of literally millions of people. There is no way they're all going to be positive. It's like gambling, man. It's either one way or the other. Right. It's, it's right. crazy. The problem with social media, though, is the negatives far outweigh the positives in terms of the way it makes you feel. Like when you see someone get ganged up on in the social media – I've seen it happen to people where they're like – they say something on a podcast that people disagree with. It's some culture issue or medical issue and people get really mad at them. And then you go to their timeline you see all these people hating on them. I just imagine – Like, what that does to your psychology, to your mind, when you're reading all, like, if you read a hundred things that, like, Zach, you're a great guy, and then one guy, you fucking fraud, you piece of shit, I know who you really are. Like, ugh. Well, being
0: from my, being from, like, individually, it freaks me out individually, like, from the inside out. And also, if you see someone get ganged up, fucking socially ruined, yeah, yeah. What freaks me out is, like, what would have that person done artistically? If that wouldn't have happened, right? what would have that person done for the great, for the good of people? Sometimes.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's if possible. They wouldn't it's have been, just either way. Depending on what it was, I mean. Either way. It's, it's just like fucking scary. There's a thing that people do. What it is is they're terrified of it happening to them. So people know it's a thing that people can gang up on people. And they're. Ter- it's the same reason why people jump people. Why, like, ten guys will beat up one dude. Like, you're terrified of that ever happening to you. Oh, and yeah. when it's happening to someone else, you just jump in and gang up on people. So it doesn't happen to you. It's like a thing that it's people freaky. are doing, or they're so afraid of being ganged up on on social media that they just gang up. The like the, the most neurotic people are also like the oddly the most aggressive about attacking yeah. people. It's weird.
0: I I saw on here like two years ago, Sapiens that book. Yes. Uh, I read it because of this podcast, and in that book somewhere it says that like people are only supposed to be in groups of 150 people, like villages. You yes. Know? Yeah. And I had this rant in Denver, Colorado, like two weeks ago. We played Red Rocks. Uh, and um, everyone afterwards went out to the pool, like, pool bar, and we were all just hanging out, and we were walking home, and I grabbed my phone, because I was fucking, I mean, we drank too much, obviously, because we had played uh, Forest Hills in New York, and then we went to Red Rocks, and we just were celebrating, because it was a big, a big deal to us, at least, and I was walking home with, like, eight other guys, and I had my phone, and I was like, man, screw this, and I just threw it behind me, Because it's scary, man. There's so many fucking people right right in the palm
2: of your hands. Well, you know what that's from? Uh, That's from how we evolved. Yeah. That's what they think, at least. That's what some people think. It's Dunbar's number. Dunbar's number. And and it's it's more complicated than, like, 150 people. It's like there's tiers of people. There's people like family and very close friends. And then there's, like, a tier above that. Like, people—that's the tiers. So, like, there's five people that you're, like, super close with. And then there's 15 people that you're slightly less close to. And then it goes all the way out to 1,500 people. And imagine
0: the vulnerability it takes to be you or me. And, like, in your life, a lot of people think they they know you at the 150 level. But you know, you don't know any, uh, me personally, I I don't know 150 people off the top of my head. What is this one, Jamie? I'm just
1: trying to find one that has the explanations of it on the screen. Yeah,
0: how many friends can a person have? I think about this more often than I should when it comes to, like, looking at my phone and, like, seeing how many Followers I have or the bullshit that, that comes with being socially active, you know, it's yeah. crazy
2: well, it's something to think about because what I think is happening is Human beings evolved in these tribal groups and now we're evolving a new consciousness that is actually global Because it went from being in small tribes to larger communities agricultural communities cities millions of people countries and now the whole world and that's that's a completely new way of interacting with people that has never existed in the it's as, so much heavier know, than people make it out to be. Know. Yeah.
0: I feel like I feel like people are like
2: taking it lightly which obviously a lot of people aren't but I don't think they're aware of it. I think it's just something that you're kind of dealing with because it's just there, you know, you're tweeting and you're looking at the news and you know the news cycles now the news cycle of literally 8 billion people.
0: I haven't talked to anyone like this in like 4 years. Cuz really? I'm so fucking scared, man not scared of anything in particular. I'm just not scared of the world either, but you know what I mean? I just like, it wasn't worth it to me. Right. Not in a uh, arrogant way, just in a way where it was like, man, why? Right. I, I make right. enough, I, right. I write enough music. Like, you know me from that. And
2: right, right. I why didn't risk feel the need. people getting pissed off at you?
0: Yeah, about something silly. Yeah. And I went back to Oklahoma recently. I've been in the Northeast for like two years, three years. And I went back to Oklahoma, man, and I, I had some time off and I just sat in the grass Sat in a field like I used to when I was a kid. I was like, man, oh, that Duncan Trussell episode with you? When Duncan Trussell was like, man, there's probably some sad sack sitting by a waterfall with... Yeah. He didn't know who's mad at him or who he should be scared (laughs) at. You remember that? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy
0: that he said that. I'm like, he's right,
2: man. Duncan's a genius. He is a genius. And
0: (laughs) I watch his episodes religiously on here because
2: he's just so so beautifully articulated. That's how he is all the time, too. It's so funny because, like, we did two episodes kind of back-to-back. We did one where we dressed as doctors. And what was the other one I that? remember, man. The fucking... Yeah. You guys
0: had the... Bu- I a sound fr- like a fucking fanboy, but... Well, we oh, we furries. You guys got That's way right. too we hot. Yeah.
2: yeah, we couldn't... We were respect to furries because, like, they're Almost putting in work. Yeah. They're, they're putting in work, those furries.
0: I <laughs> know you guys are talking about. It. I was like, holy yeah. shit. I can't believe this
2: <laughs> realm of people exists. How crazy. Somebody had a good idea the other night. They're like, you should make every guest dress up. Mm. No matter how, like how important they think they are, world leaders, make them put on clown costumes. Like I don't you know, You can man. do the show, but you have to put on a clown I barely costume. Had, I,
0: I could barely put on a shirt this morning. I was like, what do you wear? <laughs> what do you do here, man? I've never, I never done this. I well, like, I saw Who? this
2: Johnny Cash shirt sitting in my closet. I was like, this is perfect. It, it this works. This a perfect shirt it for the
0: show. I thought you were working out in it. I was like, okay, shit. No. Should have yeah. did it.
2: No, I I uh, shot bows this morning, got a little workout in, came straight here. Where do you punch. shoot bows around here? At your place? Or? Yeah. yeah, I have a range. No shit. Yeah, I have a range in here, I too. can't imagine just waking up and
0: being like, you know what I'm going to do.
2: I'm going to head over and shoot some bows, man. That's it's cool. good for your mind, man. It has but, to be. Oh, it's anything, a, you fo- just, anything you focus yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, forget about bow hunting, but just archery. Just archery, like shooting at a target is so good for your mind. Well, That's why
0: doing anything, writing for comedy probably, mm-hmm. writing
2: music, Yeah, dude, you're just focused. Right, and you're it's in nice. there, you're and, locked you know,
0: in. And I wish I could just be in that state forever.
2: All the time. But you don't, man. You gotta love it like you love sex. You don't want to fuck all day, every day.
0: You'd get bored. True. I'm there. I mean, I'm not there now. I love making music (laughs) and stuff. But, like, even touring, like, playing the same songs. Right. I love doing it because the people are so beautiful and the people who come to the shows are so, like, moved by it. And I'm, But, like, people, like, look at me and they don't realize that I played the same show X amount of times and I'm so blessed, so lucky. But sometimes, man, I'm, like, halfway through my set and I'm, like, give it all you
2: got, man. (laughs) <laughs> Give it all you got, no matter no matter how many times you've sang it, you know? Yeah, it's you just kind cool. of reset. Like, those people are seeing you in many—you know uh, what I call the Joe DiMaggio principle? Is that Joe DiMaggio was playing once, and I think he was like 40 years old, and he slid in the third base. And the uh, the third baseman said— why do you play so hard? You're already Joe DiMaggio. True. And he yeah. goes, because somewhere out there in the audience is someone who hasn't seen Joe DiMaggio play, and I don't want to let him down.
0: My dad says that to me every time I go on stage. And I think yeah. about it, too. I think what I do when I go on stage, I look out at the audience, and I, I pick out one like kid, whether whoever it is. I pick out one kid who's like in it, and I'm like, man, this one's for you. And that's oh, how I do it so religiously. Because nice. it's kind of a paradox, man, because you write the music or you write a skit, and you care about it so much. And then every time you play it, it feels like you're almost giving a little bit of it right. to other people. Yeah. And at, at one point, you're singing the song, and you forget. it's so sad. Because you, you love the song so much, but you've sang it so many times. So when I look at the kid, whoever's out there, I'm like, that's it. That's why I'm doing this, man. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Because it means so much. What does it feel like
2: when they sing along? Is that wild when they know
0: the I've, lyrics? This year has been weird because like last year was such a like crazy year for us growth-wise. Uh, People used to love it. Now, now I'm like, I'm getting no arrogance attached. I'm just getting big enough to where people are like, man, I go to a show, I can't even fucking hear him sing. Because everyone's, everyone's singing. Everyone's singing along. Yeah. And it scares me a little bit because I fear that, like, what if there's, like, some, like, 50-year-old woman or 50-year-old man who's, like, sitting in his house and he's like, man, I'd really like to go to a Zach Bryan show to hear him sing these songs. And then you go to one of the shows and it's all these fucking... Like reckless kids just doing it, man, shirtless <laughs> and the fifty year old sitting back there like damn
2: it. Yeah I just wanna hear him sing it, you know? But yeah, it's but they that they should be just taking in that experience. That's yeah. what it is. You're not gonna change it. You're not gonna get no way. To Stop singing. How do you do hey, it? Stop that? Stop singing guy I'm sucks. Trying to listen to Zach. Yeah, that guy exactly. sucks, <laughs> that guy man. Sucks. Whoever that guy is sucks ass, man. I hate that, that guy. That guy stormed the Capitol. Yeah, of course, man. <laughs> of
0: course. <laughs> of course. And it's so sick, man, because we got we had Charles Wesley Godwin on the on the road with us, like the the first year and the second year and it's like such a it felt like when i was watching him open for us or whatever i'm not even trying to plug him but when uh he would be singing and like you'd be in like these weird fucking like 2000 cap 3000 cap like roller rinks and all these american venues like you ever been to the the majestic you know in like, yeah, in detroit yeah the majestic yeah and uh the venues like in san francisco the uh the warfield mm-hmm. you look around and all this architecture is so beautiful and like you're here in that, like, your opener saying, and you're like, This is a chapter in something. Right. This has got to be something. Right. This is beautiful. There's all these, like, 18 to 25 year old kids just, like, giving their everything to, like, be there for you. Yeah. And you're like, Man, this got to, this is crazy. This is what you see, like, on
2: on whatever, like you read this shit in books or whatever. When I was in Greece uh, last week, I got to see Guns N' Roses in Athens. They're always playing not in America. <laughs> Bro, my dad always is like, I saw them in Japan. I'm like, why? I think they played everywhere. I think they, really? they play a lot in America too, but, of course, but it was just yeah. dumb luck that we happened to be there. And I, I ran into Axl Rose at a restaurant. And Axl invited me to the show. I'm like, oh shit, like this is wild. And we went and watched Guns N' Roses these dudes are 60 years old. And just killing it. And murdering it for three hours. I don't get it. For you three know I hours. love that, man. Do go off. I mean, do your thing. But it was it was intense. And it was like ninety five degrees out. We were talking about earlier how yeah. hard the road is and stuff, and I see these older guys doing it. And I'm like, man, what's going on? Well, Mick Jagger, when the Rolling Stones were here, they played Coda, the circuits of the Americas. Oh and, yeah, yeah. uh my friend owns it and he was explaining to me how they brought two trailers. Two trailers that are just Mick Jagger's workout equipment. He Yeah. Two trailers full of shit. Still moving, man. I mean, every day that guy works out. Every day. Has to. He has to. Like we were saying, it'll kill you if you don't. He's Biden's age.
0: That's crazy. Bro.
2: That's insane. He's Biden's age. (laughs) I want to talk. Look at him out there. And doing what I do at 27, I look at this and I'm like... He looks great. Yeah, and dude, he's moving around. You know, like, he's not stationary. He's not, like, just standing there singing the songs. He's dancing. As a a young person,
0: man. Look at him go. As a young person, that's not easy.
2: No, man. These guys, because they're devoted, man. They're so into it. They're... And the show was epic, right? So it's at this outdoor racetrack, and they have these giant fucking screens, this huge stage. And you're seeing Keith Richards and Mick Jagger right there. Come on, man. Right there. Come Dude, on. I'm telling you, it was like being on drugs. Dude. It was but, like a psychedelic experience. Like I couldn't believe they were really there.
0: Those guys are so iconic. Sometimes I wonder if they ever think about it. Like, do, like, do they ask themselves the same questions that I ask myself? Or uh, not, that sounded shitty, but like... Since I'm smaller, obviously, like watching those guys, I wonder if they came up and accidentally became legends or like... Well, they, they were
2: so young when they hit the scene. You have to stop and think about the 1960s, Was right? their
0: dream to become massive musicians? No, no I don't you know think I mean?
2: anybody could have imagined
0: yeah. they it could have been the Rolling Stones. That's what Stones. freaks me There's out no I...
2: way anyone can imagine being the Rolling Stones. Exactly. Like, you think Taylor Swift imagined she'd be Taylor Swift? No way. Nobody. Uh, maybe. 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 maybe maybe her yeah but, but for most bands the idea is just to try to be successful there's
0: so many talented people too yeah that's what freaks me out being me i, I know like three chords on the guitar and i'm like Ooh, what's up and there's so many people that like i get in these circles of these um, astounding musicians who aren't nearly as big and I, I almost have like that i have a real guilt of that, <laughs> you know i'm like what the fuck am i doing <laughs>
2: right, right why the fuck am i on stage man you're incredible wow, you're on stage for your songwriting and your voice and I your get, songs, man, and, and your music too, but it's like the combination of the things and it's um, You know to toot your horn, man, it's uniquely authentic. It's just very you have very authentic music This you can kind of tell when someone's bullshitting for whatever reason it feels like you could take like a certain amount of it like there's a certain amount of sugar that you can take in food before it starts getting gross. you know where you're like, oh, this is so sweet that's why the writing's
0: so important to me. like it's man, I can't do it The I can't writing listen. is excellent. I can't listen to um corny writing personally I can't well' it's like and there's no corny problem. comedy and yeah. you gotta like love it to love it but yeah. Like, people in the car with me are like, what the fuck are we listening to? And I'm right. like, oh, it's an indie song I found. And I'm like the pretentious asshole, you know? Oh, you're and that people- guy? No, I'm not. No <laughs> way. Like, I usually put on, like, the fucking Barnyard Shuffle 50 of the top hits when people are with me. But when I'm alone...
2: You know what I found, man? I don't know if you've ever heard this song. But um, my friend Brian Simpson turned me on to this song. And this song should have been a fucking gigantic hit. I hear
0: those all the time.
2: Should have been a. I mean, I hear this song. I'm gonna sing it to. You. I'm gonna. I'm gonna send it to you, Jamie. What's called? Um, it's called "I'm Alive." Hold on a second. Let me find it for you. By Johnny Thunder. I'm Alive by Johnny Thunder. Here, I'll share it with you, Jamie. Man, I always want to be the guy. You got it? Like, yeah, I heard it. You got it, Jamie? Yeah. Listen to this, man. So this is a song from 1969, I believe, and it was re-released. Sometimes in the 2000s. They probably thought the same thing as you. But this is... Listen to this.
0: Oh, man.
2: Come on. How the fuck did this not you, make it? would you hear this? My friend Brian just sent it to me. He's like, you got to listen to this. Dude, you want to be on the highway right now. Fuck
0: yeah.
1: I want to be dancing right now. In a 69 Camaro. Let's
2: go. Oh shit. How good is this? That's crazy. So good. You hear shit like this all the time. That's why I feel so bad on stage, man. Yeah, this is a guy from 1969.
0: Sick cover too, man. They had it right. They had all the art right. Yeah, I mean that dude is good. Like in the 60s and 70s. Everything you
2: see is just right. But this one is like particularly good. It's bigger. It's so good. And I'm like, a guy that can do this, this is like. This is like a world famous gigantic music forever. Forever. Someone who could do this? This guy's a star. Well it only takes
0: once too. If you put this on like whatever people are using now.
3: Baby. Baby!
0: Baby! Yo! Oh. Oh!
2: We gotta go run around, Dude. man. This is <laughs> on our uh, pre-show playlist at the mothership. I'm gonna start walking out to that. That's when we're hanging sick. out in the green room, we listen to that.
0: Well, that's what. There's a huge resurgence in music right now because of uh, TikTok and shit like that. Yeah. Because people are like uh, finding old stuff. finding old stuff, yeah. which is a beautiful thing, also a scary thing. But I don't even know, like. I'm, I I know I don't know anything, but um, it's cool because if one person that was big or whatever used that, mm-hmm. it might be might have a brand new life. Which kind of stinks for the Johnny Thunder was I think his name. Johnny's dead. Which is, isn't that crazy? Like the Van Gogh thing where like he knew he was going to be a famous artist. And he like, I don't know if this is Van Gogh or if, I don't know if it's another one. But there was an artist back in that era of like people who, my producer, Eddie, he used to tell me this. He said that uh, one of those guys painted his entire life. He would paint in like coffee shops and stuff and he would tell his buddies or whoever, he would say, I know one day these are going to be. These are going to be worth something, and then he like lived his life, died, and then 200, 300 years later, or a hundred years later, whatever, he he got famous for wow. it. And so it's like that's like the whole plant a tree and watch it. Like if you plant a tree, you'll never see grow. Yeah, plant a tree, you never see it big. Whatever that shit
2: is. I know what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this Johnny Thunder somehow or another, it slipped by. How how old is he uh, when I'm, he I'm died?
1: Trying to look stuff up about him right now. His real name was Gil Hamilton. Uh, Tom. Jones covered it. Wow! I found a Ghostface killer song that sampled it. Oh, nice. Uh, but yeah, I was trying. I'm trying. What to year up. did this guy? I think it said. Well, the cover was '69. His version. I'm alive. Thunder '68. So
2: Johnny Thunder's version was first, right? And then the '69 version I've also heard.
1: Tommy James. And yes, the it's
2: not as good. He had to have wrote it, right? Obviously.
1: I don't there's think also
2: a, I think Tommy James and the Shondells wrote it. There's a Don Fardon Farden. But if he wouldn't have sang it like that, man. Oh, he sang it. So yeah, good. exactly. That's, that a, big, that's a weird so conflict good. in my head,
0: too. The whole, right, that's a thing, right? The covering thing is weird. Yeah. I, don't, I don't cover on stage because I'm, I'm young. I don't know. When, right. I don't act like I'm better than a cover. I just, I don't know.
2: Like if yeah. it's what I stand by. Well, it's like do whatever you wanna do, man. Re- whatever resonates with you. So, but sometimes people just have a feel for a song and they wanna redo it. When know? I knew everything when I when I knew everything at like twenty or whatever,
0: uh I used to hear covers and be like, Wait, man, you're ruining the feeling of the song that writer wrote it and it means the world, don't mess it up. Some covers are fucking amazing. I agree. Though. It goes, like goes one Stevie way or the other. A. Vaughan's
2: cover of Voodoo Child. Oh. Come on! Some
0: of the best songs of like ever were were covers. Yeah, there's some all amazing. Along the oh oh yeah. my goodness! Yeah. Oh right, Four that's Hendrix, right?
2: He covered Dylan. And then yeah, Dave Matthews. Dave a Matthews. Too. Yeah, right. you seen the live one I've where they're all made, on stage yeah. and just wow. oh, it's yeah. nuts. And it's something not...
0: recently in my life, I've like started delving into. This is crazy to me that people don't even and this isn't an issue. I have no problem with this, but people don't even give a shit about who wrote whatever if it sounds great. Which is cool in a sense but in my life even as like a writer or whatever I just now started going to the song credits and like looking and it surprises me every single time because there's people who you Don't think would write something that did write it or someone who yeah Sounded so great covering a song that you think they wrote it and then you go to it and there's like eight people writing it and You're like
2: wait, this is crazy, you know this I just cool. found out that Mae West was a writer and Mae West got arrested for Writing I think it was a play
1: Yeah. May West.
2: Yeah, it was about sex. There was something about sex that she got arrested for. Yeah, May West spent eight days in Bob jail. Oh, she looks like a, she looks like a badass. Oh, she was a badass. What did she do? We, we actually have her couch. I'm yeah. T- <laughs> so the uh, yeah Mitzi owned her couch and Mitzi's son um, gave it to me and so that's in our green room at the wow. uh, at the mothership. We have May West couch. I was trying to get it down. reupholstered. It.
0: That's fucking crazy. Where was it at? Was it like it was in
2: New in York? It was at Mitzi's place. Where, where's Mitzi? Who's Mitzi? Mi- oh, I'm sorry. Mitzi Shore <laughs> was the o- That's that lady. She was the owner of the comedy store. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, members of the cast of Sex were whole. So the, the show was called Sex. <laughs> mm-hmm. who thought? She was such a hoe. Who'd have thought, man? What a powerful lady. February 9, 1927, Mae West the original Cardi B went backstage of a performance of her play sex and found herself surrounded by officers from the New York city police department's municipal vice squad municipal vice squad, which rounded up the cast and put them into black police vans. Wes was a smart talking, wise-cracking blonde bombshell of the 1930s cinema famous for some of the sharpest and most suggestive one-liners in the history of the movies as both a playwright and a screenwriter. She wrote many of those lines herself. She was like one of them original boss pitches. That's insane. <laughs> it's so crazy like, to imagine. All ma- these like boss ladies now, like Cardi B's a big one. Like who else? It's a lot of like, I guess you could say Lizzo's like a boss lady. Like who's a boss lady? Beyonce. Beyonce's a boss lady. Taylor Swift's a boss lady. There's yeah. a lot of boss ladies now. It's crazy to think they about. They can say whatever the fuck they want. They're but amazing back, too. But back then, like when, when in Mae West time, like someone who was no, like it was, a it was badass unique. lady. It was unique and they didn't care. Who wrote a play called Sex? Yeah. Like in the 20s? That's nuts. I'm surprised so she didn't get arrested for that. I think she did. I mean, I think that's why she spent eight days in jail. Oh my God that was, that was what they arrested her for. Yeah. That's what was crazy. the What was the official charge? So much time. The, the charge was kind of interesting. Yeah, uh,
0: right so much time hasn't passed since this shit's happened. Like my grandpa was born in like the. Twi- listen, like, to, maybe listen maybe.
2: to what the 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 charge was. Giving a performance not tending to advance the morals of the spectators. Whoa, man, that's why. Wow, <laughs> that's wild she got arrested for giving a performance not tending to advance the morals of the spectators that's amazing because it was all backed by like back in the day it was all everyone just was so everyone morals was really and religious ethics. man morally well, it was also you could starve to death super easy back then wait why do you say that the I mean, obviously yep I mean, Wait in the 20s yeah dude that was the great Depression I'm like, um, a dumbass. To yeah. come out of the depression, people 1927 were. was a great depression. What that, year was the Great Depression? I thought, was, I I was thought 19, it was like, 1919 yeah, or something.
1: Yeah, it depends on the year, but yeah, right around there.
2: Yeah. So people are still recovering from the depression. My grandmother kind of never recovered from it. My grandmother used to, when when she died, when they were cleaning out her house, they found coffee cans filled with money that was stuffed away in the walls. That's what. Yeah, okay. they, they were always worried. That th- uh, yeah, the nineteen twenty. Yeah, because the roaring, it exactly the roaring twenties and stuff right. from the twenties. Exactly, which is so. This is exactly that time period that she made that that um that that play, which is wild, right? Yeah, so she would think people that. would
0: want to go watch it.
2: Well, get people, their mind off of being so depressed, man. I did not think they had any money. I th- and also, I think like it was like a hopeless, helpless kind of depression where everything crashed all at once, like the banks collapsed. Well, everyone was like. You know, what What caused the Great Depression? It was a stock market crash, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. These motherfuckers have been monkeying around with numbers That's for a hundred years. <laughs> I know, right? They've been fucking everything up for making, that long. Making insane amounts of money. For that long, man. Insane amounts of money. Like, that game, that financial banker game, like, woof, those well, guys.
0: Being from Oklahoma, you hear a lot about, like, the Dust Bowl and shit, too, when the Great Depression came by. And I'm like, yeah. how much shit... Did people have to go through man right because it was like I, I don't know like i'm not a historian i'm sorry but You're not? Um, i know uh <laughs> you you hear shit about like the great depression and the dust bowl hitting oklahoma at once and i'm like bro imagine complaining about how your coffee tastes you know like in the morning for us it's like these people would wake up and like have to fucking be be just in the great depression and like lift their plate up and yeah
2: it's just nuts to think about bro i mean there's a great um do, uh book rather, an, a biography of this guy. Um, I think his name was Danny McGurdy. I think it's called McGurdy, Life of a Pool Hustler. And this guy was a pool hustler in during the Depression. And he talks about being like so hungry, just knocking on people's doors and begging for food. Just no like, shit, going from town to town and being broke, trying to hustle people out of money. He wrote a book. He obviously succeeded well, at one he, point, right? No, they wrote a biography of him. I think a guy named Robert Byrne wrote the book. Did you find it? I, was, uh, I have it at home. I was telling you, uh, but it's I, like you're just you're absorbing like the the the. the that, those times were so desperate. Hopeless, hopeless. Hopeless. and desperate. Which is
0: a scary place to be, yeah. man. I, it's surprising the more people—this is really dark to say, but it's surprising the more people just didn't go off the deep end and, like, just cared, you know? That's I have this—I think I talked to you about it last time. I'm fucking annoying, man. I tell my friends about this all the time, like, on the bus. Uh, I, I lived in New York for a little bit, and I lived, like, by the Empire State Building just because I wanted—I thought I was some fucking—I don't know. I just— Wanted to get out of Oklahoma for a little bit and go somewhere that i would never been before So I moved to New York City and I live by the Empire State Building and every morning I would look up and see the Empire State Building and one time my dad came in and visited me and we went up and I was like I'm a dork when it comes to like touristy stuff. I love it. We had our I love New York shirts on our hats and You're up. They have you ever been in the Empire State Building? Yes. They have that simulation where it's like you go in that floor and you see all these like hardened men like building and right, riveting right. the fucking beams, oh, yeah. and man people were
2: coming from uh,
0: Like Iowa and California like wherever the hey, hell look
2: at this guy adjusting that bolt dude It's probably making a dollar a day people don't have this anymore I don't think they don't have the thing where
0: you're like you're like struggling away and your family
2: is What well, kind of person that could do that? I mean, this is like an athlete that like you have to be we, we talked about there was a guy recently we talked about on the podcast that to this day Fixes shit like that. I don't know what country he was in. I don't know if it was America or somewhere else. But this dude was climbing these fucking beams, these metal beams, like an athlete. I was watching him do it. I'm like, I can't do that. So not only is he skilled, but he's carrying tools, and he could physically do things that I can't do. I'm, I'm watching him climb. Watch this guy. This is a different guy, buddy. Okay, well, this is another guy that's doing the same kind of thing. Look, he's got a harness on. The other guy didn't have a harness. Yeah, there's no way like regulations would let someone do that in America. It's probably somewhere else. That, that maybe is, that knows? is fucking
0: wild. You ever you ever seen like linemen? Oh, well, like, now he doesn't have a helmet. People people who work on lines and stuff yes. like the power lines and stuff. My oh, uncles did that growing up.
2: They have and to go all the way up. There?
0: That's why I wear Doc Martins because my grandfather wore them and he would put his spikes on. Oh. And my cousins and shit just climb poles like Jesus in in 20 Christ. seconds they go up there and they're just like touching shit that can kill them all day and you're
2: like oh my god
0: it's crazy. And they do that, man. It's nuts.
2: You ever I was watching this, um, I don't know, it was a balloon or something that flew into these power lines. And holy shit. What, they exploded or something? They exploded just as gigantic, I think it was mylar balloons or something like that. They flew into these power lines. Is that what it is? Oh. <laughs> These are other Fine. balloons that are caught. So this guy has to imagine just thinking you have to touch that thing, even knowing that it's not going to get you. Understanding how electricity works, just Ooh. imagine wanting to be in contact with that amount of dude. You ever seen that guy who does it like in uh, like Montana?
0: I don't know where it was, but he like flies around on a helicopter and he like gets in a basket and has his stick and he like puts it out there for lightning. Yeah. Oh no, not for lightning, but he's like fixing the. B- oh. People don't think about where the power comes, like all the power and these. This dude's just he does on a, it out of a helicopter. Yeah, he's like hanging off a helicopter, just like messing oh with. Oh my. Lights. God. Yeah, this oh guy. My God. This is the exact thing, man. <laughs> no. I look this shit up cuz my uncles do it and I'm oh like, no my fucking way, God. man.
2: So what is he doing?
0: Hey, well, someone's got to fix them when they go down and stuff like that. When...
2: This is so wild, dude. It's crazy. So this guy has to climb on these things? In o- yeah. oh, no.
0: It's a big economic thing in Oklahoma. Like what is alone. he doing? He's gonna yeah.
2: climb in that? Yeah.
0: What the fuck, bro? And that thing will just kill you, man. Dude,
2: this is freaking out. Well, he has, out. you
0: know those Kevlar, I don't know if this is right, man, I'm not a lineman, but.
2: Look at that guy's going the other direction. You know those
0: Kevlar suits that like shark people wear? Mm-hmm. They wear the same thing, the metal thing, I think. I don't know if it's the same shit, but.
2: So wow. you don't is, is get shocked. Is that really going to stop you from getting shocked? Well,
0: it just prevents, it conducts a lot, so it goes around your body opposed to in it. That's what that thing's doing? I that think. thin little
2: cloth that you have?
0: Yeah. Crazy, man. Oh. People do
2: shit like that? Uh, that's why those Empire State Building guys are so crazy. One of those guys just died. Some guy who's one of those uh, climbing skyscraper daredevils. In that photo where they're eating lunch? No, it it was I don't know. Someone uh, Kelly Slater just sent it to me. Want me to send it to you? I can find it. I found it. That's why I don't get I I respect it a lot. Thirty years old, he fell off a building. Oh, that's so sad. He plunged sixty-eight floors. Bro. He was last seen knocking on window outside. I wonder why he was knocking. Because he wanted to get in. He couldn't of figure out how to get in. He fucked that's, up. That's scary. Somebody man. closed the window. He climbed out. Somebody closed the fucking window. Oh man.
0: I I wouldn't be disrespectful. I was wondering why he didn't just like. I think I'm just guessing. Did you, if no. he climbs
2: up, did he? climb? I don't want to be. I, don't know, to a man, I don't know what happened. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what happened. I don't know if he just climbed out on the ledge. That's all my
0: worst fear, bro. You ever been on the bro You ever been on the? My hands list? are
2: so sweaty right now. Just looking at the that. Golden Gate Bridge. Don't do this to me, Jamie. Yeah, I can't do it don't either. Don't do this. To I'm me not. Me. I'm not a high guy either. Not now. Not after that guy just fell. That's Have some it. respect. That's him. That's what it says. Don't show oh, me that's this, sad, dude. Don't show me this. That's crazy. Don't show me this.
0: That's crazy. I don't get rock climbers at all.
2: Bro, I've had Alex re- Honnold in a couple of times. He's a fascinating guy.
0: I respect him. I've watched all of his stuff. And the Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Chin, I follow him on Instagram. Mm-hmm. He's like always, oh, not to take it away from Alex Honnold, but... Dude, Jimmy Chin, I like followed him on Instagram. And all I see on his Instagram page is him just like... Getting into Antarctica water and fucking skiing down mountains. I'm like, bro, what is your... Like, how are you... You just do this, man. It's crazy.
2: He's just doing nothing but wild nothing shit.
0: Nothing but wild shit. And I think that's beautiful. And he has... He has such amazing footage and it's so cool to me that people can just devote their lives to showing that kind of Did thing. Did you ever see the alpinist?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Sad. Sad but also I mean wild. It's sad that his but uh, sh- what, it blew my mind. Just the um, uh, the experience he had in the small amount of time that he was alive were so over the top to a, a normal person. How life. how old is uh Alex? Alex Honnold, if I had to guess, what would you say, Jamie, 32, 37? No, and he was like the alpinist. I'm not comparing the two at all, but
0: how old was the, wasn't the wasn't kid? Like this a kid was pretty young. He
2: was like 18 yeah. or something crazy. Well, he was getting so bored with free solo climbing that he was ice pick climbing on glaciers. Yeah. So there was overhangs, like these massive ice The videos overhangs. you see him where he was just— And he's climbing up these fucking things.
0: You you're either dude
2: dude that is the craziest it's way psychotic. to climb psychotic. that's like so insane imagine when the he, strength look at that, too look at man he was doing he was doing this shit Wait had, is this the Alpinist commercial? Yeah. This is the, the I mean he was climbing things that nobody was climbing. And
0: what stinks the most is that yeah look at and he had like that the girlfriend who like loved him so much and that she was so sweet about it. She was like it's what he's... It's what his passion is, but there's certain people that are just wired way different He did all that crazy shit and he did such an amazing climb and things Then he was just with his buddy in Alaska doing a I I don't know if this is true But like a simpler climb and that's when he passed away and I'm like man That's got to be
2: I don't know if it was simpler cuz they they died in like an avalanche That's so that's heartbreaking. I think I think he was climbing some insane peak when he died I want to say it was in Argentina. Where where was it when he died?
0: I forget they just, where it
2: was, but it was crazy like they couldn't retrieve his body
0: I remember watching the Alpinist and watching the whole film and like at the end it was like It just hit you with it. Yeah, and at the end you're like what
2: Wait, what what yeah, yeah. wait, what happened?
0: What are you doing?
2: It was crazy. So, oh, this is sad. Uh, it was man. Alaska. Okay So after summiting a new route in Alaska's Mendenhall Towers with partner Ryan Johnson The pair sent messages to friends and family from the summit but disappeared while descending after being hit by a storm Search-and-rescue teams discovered the ropes several days later in a crevasse—how do you say that? Crevasse—near the base of the route, leading to speculation that the duo was struck by a falling rock, a cor- I don't know what a cornice is, or an avalanche, while descending— What, you don't? Uh, a cornice? Don't know what, what is that? I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> okay, I got no idea. <laughs> the cornice? Uh, though the bodies were never recovered, so they only found, like, ropes where a cornice. That is so heartbreaking, and they were trying to call the family and friends. That's Massive cool. hardened snow at the edge of a mountain precipice. Oh, interesting! Imagine just saying that in casual. Learn something new every day. You know, and people expecting people to know what you mean. Like how pretentious. That guy's that an asshole, man. <laughs>
3: that guy's yeah, an at asshole. a party. That yeah. guy's
2: talking down to you, man. Yeah, yeah I for agree. sure. The worst kind of person. Yeah. A mm. cornice. Oh yeah, everybody knows that, bro. Hey man, everybody knows what that is. This is what I. This is what I know. Yeah, uh, it's common snow terms for a thousand.
0: I, I rock climbed like two times in my life, and I was like, i to I can't do it. I
2: can't. Yeah, I you guys are crazy. So
0: are you scared of heights? To, yes.
2: That's interesting. Yes, I'm fearful of dangerous things. Rates, heights are dangerous.
1: Like
0: the Jesus, that that dude, this crazy. that's
2: how you had to take the picture. Oh my God! But sir. like I was saying, man, <laughs> these guys. And look at that camera. That camera's like a typewriter. What <laughs> size is that goddamn thing? Bro, I
0: fear that. We'll never shoes get that they have ethic leather back shoes back. man. Slippery what ass shoes? leather shoes. Who does shit like that anymore? Who's that Why? determined? Human beings They are, built the Empire State Building in two I years. Sorry for, believe Sorry for interrupting. Sorry for interrupting. Did they really? Two years, yeah, man. Yeah. Dude, that's what I'm talking about, about the Empire State Building. That was such a beautiful fucking dream and ethic, and people from like Iowa and shit were like going to New York to build it because it was such a beacon of hope.
2: Hard like, times create hard men. Yes. Hard men create Easy time. And it's
0: so easy to think now, being in my position or whatever, like, oh man, I wish I had a Empire State Building to build, but sometimes I got a song on the new album called Tradesman. Sometimes I wish, man, that I was like just doing something that gave purpose, you know, and obviously music does, and it's amazing that I get to do what I get to do, but... Yeah, one year and 45 days, less than two years, bro. One year and a month. <laughs> when I saw that, dude. That's insane. Bro, and this They're is in the 30s, me. man. Imagine how determined oh men God. had to be, bro,
2: or women, like, too, but fucking A. Well, it was all men doing that construction.
0: Of course, but the people
2: at home and things like
0: that who were taking care of those guys. Like, oh, yeah. And obviously, I say that with respect, What I'm respect, saying, but.
2: just uh, the, the human beings that were involved in the actual maneuvering and construction of that thing, like, those are- that's extraordinary human beings. Hard, hard men, man, who like wouldn't stop for anything, and they knew what How they many were doing. Of them died. How many people died during the construction of the Empire State Building? They knew what they were
0: doing many, was take important. A guess. What
1: do you think? How many died? There's 3,400 working on it. Say, oh,
0: okay, fair enough. Sorry, I thought you were going to give me the answer. No, no,
1: no. I'll give you something to build it off.
2: 3,400.
1: 17 deaths.
2: 17. Yeah, I say 17. 84. Whoa. I'm going to say 84.
1: Okay. Jamie? That's
0: pretty high. Five. Five. See, that's even more incredible. Five workers died in a slip and in the th- fall
1: or struck by accidents over the 13 months of construction. Slip and fall. In the
0: 30s, you would think they all fell off of so there. So in
1: one
2: year, four dudes fell from the sky and just splattered on the concrete. Bro. And I wonder, I wonder. And everybody else has to go to work the next day.
0: And they can't. I feel like back in the day, people were like, hey, shut up. Don't talk about
1: it don't
0: talk about it because if they talked about it i bet i bet if they talked about it like people
2: would be too scared to do it i think they just accepted the inevitability
0: they were devoted is what i'm trying to like being in the navy and things like that man like when you not to be that fucking guy but um like you see you you have like kids working for you 18 and 19 year old kids and you see like the um just how people work nowadays is a little bit different same same goes to me i'm not any better i'm just saying Those people who were building the Empire State Building were so devoted to the one task at hand. And they fucking did it in a year and 45 days. Those are
2: different humans. They are, truly. One of the first incidents occurred while the building was still under construction. A worker who was fired from the job took his own life by jumping down an open elevator shaft. Oh, God. When was it built?
1: Oh, my God. Same, same time period. I think. Oh, my God. Oh, the, my God. As the
0: Great Depression, like 29 to.
1: It opened in 1931, so there we yeah. What a oh beacon, man, for
0: these fucking, for America. Because that was the tallest building in New York, I think. Oh, my God. To build that and be like, oh, yeah, Americans did that. We
1: did that, man. Holy sh! What? Someone jumped from the 86th floor and didn't die. Oh, Bro, says a, a strong gust of wind blew her body back towards the building, and she only fell like one floor.
0: Yo, I'm good, man. I'm not going what? anymore. I'm not so going says, anymore,
2: man. No, that doesn't make any sense. Have you, you ever been in a, just the, the sheer so amount? The, the lucky one. The, but the 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 gust of wind had to be coming up
1: under her. Was is she lucky? Possible? I wonder what she was it like gets, after. It gets windy up high. I'll tell you. Right,
2: that. right, right. But does it is it possible that like a hundred plus pound person could be slowed down by the wind to the point where they don't die? It doesn't sound right. Maybe it seems. Never off. know, man. You ever you ever done it? <laughs> i have not who knows Look, that's crazy.
0: I mean, crazier here, shits happen this. people have fallen out of planes and survived like sky jumper i mean uh
1: wow. okay. it might that just might have been a big ledge and she didn't you know she didn't jump out far you ever sky Said
2: she but, landed on a three-foot ledge about 20 feet below oh okay so she fell 20 feet
1: yeah but
2: it says she was on the 85th floor
1: she jumped from 86 and landed on 85 all right no, that's I'm not it? discrediting that's uh, what the this, lucky I one. I mean, that's what this says. Also, I'm trying to find the year this is Oh, so she a, was I
2: found laying fell. on the ledge. See, 85th floor ledge. Mm-hmm.
1: That is the lucky one. I bet she was oh, fine. Good Lord.
2: One time I fell 35 feet, man. <sighs> that's far, man.
0: I broke both my, both my wrists, both my collarbones. It was crazy. Oh, shit. And my buddy Graham, my guitarist now, I was like, I was like uh, 15. He had to carry me up a mountain. Oh my God. 35, not a mountain, 35 feet ledge on a river. It was nuts. Oh my God. It was God. crazy. It was oh a rope swing. God. You ever do a rope swing? Yeah. Like you a river? Mm-hmm. And man, I thought it was so tough. They were like, we were young. There was there was girls there. I'm like, man, I'm going to go to the tallest rung. I'm going to oh, do this. No. A bunch of boys being boys. And like I climbed to the very top and tied it off. And I went off, forgot to untie it. Yeah, and just immediately stopped and rolled down like rocks and oh, shit. God. And I landed. Dang, man, this dude. is why. This is crazy, but this is why one of the reasons why I like believe in God, because I went and rolled and tumbled and my, my head landed exactly where we'd been putting our feet all day long. So it was indented. So I bought like both my collarbones broke because I landed in that hole and wow. it hit like that. And it was crazy. And I got up and I, I didn't even feel it. I was in so much shock. And i went to climb up and my wrist popped out it was great oh, it was Jesus. nuts man i never forget it but both, so you both both arms? my sophomore year in high school man i had like two casts i was in a wheelchair I, yeah it
2: was crazy how long did you have to keep them on for uh
0: one of my arms was in a cast for like three months and the other one was like i think probably like two two weeks three weeks holy shit! But i'll never dude. forget it man it was holy crazy. Shit. yeah
2: isn't and it wild how when you get injured you should so appreciate not being injured. You don't realize like, when you're
0: running. When I'm running a lot, sometimes I get this weird fucking feeling of like, oh man, you got legs. Right. This is cool. This is cool, and I'm not, I obviously, obviously, I mean that with sensitivity to anyone who can't run or anything. But sometimes I'm running. I'm like, wow, this is so beautiful that we can like, use our fucking legs and things like that to move. And
2: yeah, if you're a able-bodied person, you're super lucky. You're
0: so... You're like. 0.005% of whatever.
2: Well, people realize it once they get injured. Once they get injured, that's when they start going, "Oh my god, I'm vulnerable. Like I could be in pain all the time yeah. from this thing now." That's
0: yeah, I, like any any time I've ever been sick, I felt like that too. I'm like
2: man, I can't believe we're just in a
0: constant state of like I guess at a younger age, being okay and what we were talking about earlier like working out. Mm-hmm. As much as you can, because old age is scary, and I'm 27, but when I think about being older and I think about, like, arthritis and, like, all the shit that happens, like, your parent, like, our parents, when they get sick and stuff, it's, like, our grandparents. Like, man, you got to take advantage of it
2: now. Yeah, there's, no matter how who you are, when you're 98, you're fucked. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't that scare you? <laughs> like, what's the most fit 98-year-old person? I saw find, this. Find the most fit 98-year-old person. I saw this video the other day about a
0: like a 102-year-old climbing Yosemite, and he climbed it with his
2: granddaughter, and I was like, whoa, that's
0: crazy. Whoa. I used to think I was going to be a goner by, like, 40. That's not a, in a dark
2: way, but... Maybe they just want... If they want to die, why not die doing something they love?
0: I agree. It's how
2: a lot of people feel about a lot of stuff, and I don't know how I've, I... don't know. Did you ever see the documentary Dirtbag? It's about this famous climber who was uh, kind of just, like, this legendary climber. I forget his name... But he basically just like slept in sleeping bags and slept on people's couches. Just like, it's man, forever. didn't give a fuck about anything but climbing and mapping out his climbing routes and like and, had like these detailed maps of the routes. And it's a Fred Becky. And
0: no one can say he was wrong,
2: which no, is crazy. Be, look, play some of this because in the beginning, it's really Whoa. interesting to hear him talk. In the beginning, like, like, hear him talk. In my head, I thought he was young. That's crazy. What's that, Jamie?
1: I got, there was music and shit still going on. on.
0: Oh, okay. I, think what's I can listen to that song again, man. It was great.
2: <laughs> Yo. So this dude was like old as fuck.
1: Created his own culture. He became a culture of one. It's a grandfather Sick of Sick video, oh, wow.
2: His name is everywhere. He was there before the rest of us were.
1: That's sick. Knows more about the mountains of North America than anyone that's ever lived.
2: <laughs> One track mine most of the time. If it wasn't on women, it was on climbing.
0: <laughs> Fred was lively and addictive. There's some sort of magnetism there. Right now, I don't know what I'm doing except tomorrow. I have no idea.
2: As yeah. kids, we were together all the time.
0: Our relationship deteriorated because he continued to climb. And
2: I did not climb anymore. Fred was only
1: focused on climbing, and he never felt sorry for you. If your climbing, ended up in a divorce. Whoa. So he's totally obsessive. That's who Fred is. You know, did he just sleep on the, the ground? It yeah. Everywhere. Genius. Some people may think it's an adventure to go on a cruise ship to the Mediterranean. To me, it's no adventure at all. Unless Somebody bombs the ship.
2: Contemporaries, <laughs> they founded companies. They were like movie stars for a while. That was to me. Imagine how many people are mysteries. like this. Why did the best climber of all never go on to the greatness that they all did?
1: He's a dirtbag, and because of that, I don't think he'll get the recognition that he really deserves.
2: It's a really good documentary. That's I can't insane. recommend it enough. It's fast. When did it come? When, when it was, was a few it? years ago. I saw it. I don't know what year it came out. That's wild. Could six never. years ago? It's really good. He sleeps on the ground. Man. What's yeah, weird I mean, to think he, about is... He just never stopped wanting to do that one thing. And for some reason, that like haunts people. Is that a bad thing or a good thing, you think? But here's what's weird. If you saw him sleeping on the ground like that and he was 20 years old, you go, oh, you know, he's a kid. Yeah. Still living his life. Why is it when you see him when he's 70 years old like that, is it so sad? Because we have a thing everyone has to abide by yeah. in our lives, you know? Right.
0: Which I think is, I don't know, I think it's good for us. It's good to have that thing. Yeah, I think yeah. it's good to, like, evolve past.
2: Not if you're that guy.
0: I guess. That's what I was asking. Like, who knows what's right? I
2: think we have to realize that everyone is not wired the same, no matter what we think. No and everyone what, thinks yeah. everyone should be. Yeah, everyone thinks that everyone should be wired exactly the way they are. And, and then when they aren't, they're, they're pissed. Yeah, it's just not the case.
0: They want to control. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. Want to control, yeah. That's how I feel with um, everything sometimes. That's why I get so frustrated with people. Because everything I do, someone has an opinion or whatever. And I'm like, this seems like you just want me to be who I'm not when it comes to these these sorts of things.
2: That's just, you're probably, uh, if I had to guess, you're probably taking in too many opinions. Of course, man. You know you should probably have as little opinions coming in as possible. I think you know what you're doing. Deal. Just, just <laughs> deal.
0: Isn't it crazy, man? It's
2: nuts. Just stay away from other people's ideas. But also, like,
0: I feel like people didn't grow up in this. I, I feel like people. This is a whole new world now. Yeah. Like when I was talking to uh, when I was talking to Travis, I respect him after talking to him and things like that. And we were talking, and he was telling me about all these things, and I was like, I feel and indifferently, I was like, man, I feel like we live in two different realms of music and things like that. Because mm-hmm. I feel like the world's so different now from when the whole Nashville scene was back then. Mm-hmm. And it's just funny to get to talk to other people and hear about their experiences and how they, I don't know. What's just, di- what's the big difference? Um, I feel like radio was a huge thing. It might still be, but I feel like radio was a really, really big deal back in the
2: day. And it's, it's, be, it's still a big deal, but it's becoming smaller and smaller and smaller. Yeah, nobody really – I mean, I'm sure some people do. But the amount of people that listen to radio now
0: has to be – I've been surprised by it lately because I've been going to the lake and stuff. And oh, I've yeah? been going to, like, birthday parties and things, and I've heard a lot of radio. And I'm like, oh, wait, people – I guess people still listen to the radio.
2: Can you make radio sound good? Like, it was always, like, a lower-quality signal, right, Jamie? They
1: have what they call HD radio now, but it's still using the same technology, you know? Still spreading out radio waves, but way. is
2: it as good sounding as like it's like S- streaming? XM sounds better, right? Sure. Yes. And then streaming's the best sound. Yeah, it's all compression. It's going to be. Do the people best really care though? Most don't. <sighs> I, yeah, yeah most a lot of don't. people don't even realize they it. They just want to hear it loud. Turn it up. Yeah. Um, That's crazy about
0: like writing music and stuff like that because the first records and stuff they were so bad. We recorded on like one uh, at like this this kind of microphone. And we didn't know what we were doing, so everything just kind of sounded shitty. But it was like a like renewed my like faith in humanity because no one gave a shit. They were like, "No, these are good songs, man. We like them. It's
2: authentic." Yeah, it was cool. There's something to be said for things being not that professional. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like it shows you more of who the person is. I agree. Yeah, as long as it's legit. I guess the the worst thing is fake authenticity. You say (laughs) you say that, but like, there's like um,
0: all the rate. (laughs) Man, I don't think people give a shit man that that much at least like people like the songs
2: on the radio and things like that they're all Well, there's two different things going on I think there's people that are making songs that they think are going to be hits and Then there's people that are making songs because they want to create something special I think there's two different things that are happening and some people are really good at that one thing where they make hits, and they make these kind of catchy songs, and maybe they don't resonate with you, but they resonate with enough people that they become real successful. But it's like, and, I, you know, it gets to di- all kinds of different levels. Like, it gets to, like, the Milli Vanilli level, right? Where they created a fake band, and they had these guys go out and lip-sync it. That's insane. Yeah. I feel like that was more
0: acceptable back in the day. I feel like people are really, like, hitting on the whole, like, realness thing nowadays. When back in the day, I feel like... There were just mega stars who just did whatever, like like all the lip syncing and things. Like all the. Do people still do that
2: today? Some people do, right.
0: I think I don't really know. Like I've seen Oh, didn't Cardi B throw a microphone? Oh,
1: she got very angry. She threw two microphones though, I saw. Was the when music did still playing? Her drink yeah, yeah, she was uh, rapping if you will over her track without the vocals taken out, which they do sometimes.
0: It's very Yeah, it's oh. very like it's very gray. It's like a gray area for me, but I don't it doesn't make sense to me cuz when I play
2: Is is oh,
1: I'm they, sorry. Is no, that why the
2: girl threw the drink no, at her?
1: no, but they also like getting way too deep. Some contracts, you, they might not pay for you to do the real performance. They might just pay for that, and you have a different fee for that performance kind of thing. Because it's still less, risky? less of a big thing for them. Yeah, less risky. They're not, it was like daytime in Vegas.
2: Do people get mad when you do that? I,
1: I, th- in Vegas, in the daytime party, why would you? You're not, you know, you're you just happy like that you, they're though.
2: there. Do you remember when there was a girl who got caught doing that on Siren Live? Yeah, That's actually, what
0: I was talking about when I brought it yeah. up. The whole like cons- conspiracies behind lip syncing and stuff. Yeah. But- Today, production is so, like, fucking in everything that, like, people will just say they're, like, it's a backtrack. Mm-hmm. When in reality, it's, like, a lot of their performance. Mm. And there's, like, a word for it now, so it's okay. I think, man. I, I've never, like, di- like, dove into it or anything. But it's it kind of sucks when I got my boys up there, like, trying, busting their ass, fucking trying to hit every single note right. Right. Which is a lot of beautiful bands who still do that to this day. But you you hear about, like, a lot of, like, click tracks and shit and, like, your in-ears. And it's like, oh, man, we... We, we rehearsed a lot to make this sound almost as good as that, you know? Yeah. It's a, it's a playback track or whatever. It's crazy. Yeah, that's a weird controversy, I guess, with people, right? And I forget words all the time, mm. which is crazy. Like, I was at a festival, like, two weeks ago, and I was playing in front of fucking twenty five, thirty thousand 30,000 people, and I was playing, and I literally blanked on it, and I had no—I had nothing.
2: I got nothing. Oh, my
0: God. And I'm like— What'd you do? I just said, hey, I forgot the w- I'm going to restart it. I forgot the words. <laughs> and then people were like, yeah, I mean, it makes sense to me, but it's such fuck. it's like, it blows people's minds. I'm like, no, I'm singing this stuff. Well, I gotta- it's also
2: cool for the people, too, because you get to see something that's rare. You know, it's not yeah. just a regular performance. Which is
0: silly. Do People are so inhuman to me when it comes to, like, watching people perform. I'm like, how the fuck, how are they doing it, you know? Yeah. Because when I'm performing, I, like, I'm, like, going crazy in my head. I'm like, don't forget. <laughs> don't forget it. You got it. You
2: got it. Look at the kid. Have you ever taken anything for memory like nootropics or anything like that? You know what those Budweiser are? Budweiser every time. Mm-hmm. Budweiser will do a different thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know if Budweiser's bad for your memory, but I don't think it's good. Can't be. The no. other guy said Huberman said it kills you. Yeah, it's uh it's um, knows, relaxing you. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But um there's a bunch of different things um um that are called nootropics and they are vitamins nutrients that you could take that actually help your memory. They help brain function.
0: My buddy Austin, he takes them all the time. Yeah, he makes it a huge deal when he does too. He makes like, a big he, deal out of it. He That's jokes about so it, annoying. man. <laughs> he he does it like he jokes about it, man. He like take uh, one and be like, "Hey guys, I'm on on it right now. Like, I uh, I can do anything you want. It's crazy, man. But I've never felt like I needed to. I feel like I've done a pretty good job of like remembering every word I've ever
2: written when it comes to being on stage. But not even just for that. It's like it it increases whatever the fuck is going on in your head when you're conscious you know like you know how you're you're awake and you're alive and you know but you vary day by day you vary in like how well you can talk you vary in how course, well yeah. you think you vary and how much energy you have w- what nootropics do for me is they can get you to a point where like there's less of the negative and much more of the like Communicating and being able to think and being able to remember things at the the peak of your abilities Wow, like you want to be closest to that. We joked about taking one before I came on here. Did you? Yeah Cuz they, to take they more do more than one. I think I, I really? take like six I take six at a time those alpha brains
0: cuz I like being qu- I mean you like everyone likes being quick-witted when it comes to just Speaking
2: and communicating and things like that. I just like my brain working better. I guess so. like sometimes yeah. you feel That's fucking foggy That's what you I mean dumb. when I said I
0: forgot the fucking song that I've sang a yeah. thousand times and you do it and you, do, you feel like an idiot. I'm sure. And every time I get off stage, I'm like, holy shit.
2: But that's touring too, right? You're getting worn out, man. Yeah, I think you so know? too, yeah. Like, how many months have you been, what's like the longest run you've done?
0: At the beginning of the year, when you saw us in Austin, Two Step In started our, like, Europe run into the May run, which was like 60 days. It was, sorry. It was absolutely insane at the end of it. We we ended it at Railbird in Kentucky. And I just laid in the grass, and I was like, thank God. It's crazy, man. But then you see fucking Mick Jagger and stuff doing it, and you're like, man, why am I complaining? Uh, Shut up. You know? You're like, get on stage, bro. I don't think Mick drinks anymore. That checks. I've, I've been there, too. Well, it's been a weird- if I had guess. It's been a weird conflict in my head, because I don't, like, take anything. I don't, like, take pills or anything. And That's getting, good. getting on stage is scary. I mean, like, normal pill, like, like beta blockers. Right, right, and stuff right. like that. They keep you from freaking out, but- Dude, I have like... Have you ever taken those? Uh, no. I've always wondered, like... I've what? taken... I've I, I just lied to you. I've taken them one time, and I took them, and I was like, this feels weird, man. I'm not, like, in it. Because I, I get really bad stage fright. Mm. Like, super bad stage fright. And I like... But then as soon as I'm on stage, I'm like, oh, this is sick. I don't know where it comes from. So it's right before. Every time. Just before. And I, I just like my whole body locks up and I'm like, you can't do this. You can't do uh, this." Oh, shit. We're doing it. Oh, OK, cool. And then I'm doing it. And I'm like,
2: why, why are you freaking out? I think it's just because you love what you do. and You want to do it. Great. Yeah. Nervousness and is think, a good thing. I think there's certain of amount course. of ner- nervousness is, is a good thing. And it I'm great. I'm grateful for it. Yeah. It puts you on edge. Truly, it's nice. Because your performance is like, when I saw you live, you're so hyped up, man. So it was really exciting. It was really fun. And if if you have to be nervous before every show to accomplish that. Exactly.
0: (laughs) I just want to be hungry, man. You know, like I miss, I don't miss it because I still am, but I just always want to feel that. I always want to feel like I'm proving something every single
2: time. You can keep
0: that. I know, I know. And it's been beautiful to see that over the last three years because I thought at this point I'd be like, oh. it, man, it's beautiful. It's cool.
2: I think if you love what you do, you can keep it. I think there's just as you're going to get more and more successful, it's going to get more complicated. Your life will get more complicated. It gets more intertwined, and it gets more public. And you're, you know, you're going to experience a lot of success. And when you experience a lot of success, then it becomes weird, and then you have to readjust constantly. I'm dealing with that new way of life. Readjust this new. You know, new amount of pressure that people have on you
0: to adapt. Yeah, to adapt. It's crazy to think, man. I I remember like when it all first started. I was like, oh, this is it. I did it. Yeah. And it was like two months in. I had no. I had no idea. I got a. I got a steak dinner bought for me by like a label or something. I was like, man, if all I get from this is steak dinner, then I did it. And it's just. It's been really beautiful to like watch it unfold, and see how it all worked out. That's awesome. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy.
2: Yeah, it is a crazy story, right?
0: it is yeah and being in the navy for like nine years beforehand is even crazy because no one ever talks about that i'm like bro i busted my ass man i was i was like in africa and fucking uh bahrain and stuff and i was like what'd you do in africa and bahrain i was a this is a this is a crazy story in itself but i won't tell the whole thing Um, tell
2: the whole thing shit Okay, so my, open a second Bud Light. And let's yeah, go.
0: Like I said about my dad. He was in the Navy for like 25 years.
2: So I was uh,
0: hey, man. Look at you. Hey, man. Uh, <laughs> dork, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I've always loved Dress Blues though. That is sick. Uh, you ever heard that song Dress Blues by Isabel? No. You gotta, It's beautiful. It's beautiful. But um, my dad was in the Navy for like 25 years and my mom was in the Navy. Like I said earlier, my grandpa was in the Navy. And so growing up, when I was, like, 14 years old, I was like, man, I'm going to be in the Navy. That's all I want to do. I want to, like, die for this country, man. It's the best country in the world. I want to be in it. I want to experience that whole, like, Empire State Building thing where you're, like, you're devoted to something. Yeah. And so I turned 17, and my dad was a recruiter in Oklahoma. And I was like, okay, cool. So he, like, helped me get recruited. And I was supposed to go in the Navy as a diver. But shit fell through. My dad was like, it'll be fine. You'll get to boot camp. And they'll ask you if you want to be a diver and then you could just say yes, and it'll be fine So I was like, okay sick, So like get on a fucking bus and I'm like let's do this And I was nervous. I was scared man I was terrified because as like a kid you don't really know what to expect in the military and um, I like end up at boot camp, which is crazy, and I was terrified and then I realized it was all just Kind of routine and stuff like that, and I got out of boot camp Actually, no, that's not the whole story. I was trying to be a diver And, and, uh, one day they were like, Hey, you're going to get to, you're going to get to reclass what you're doing. And they gave me like two options and it was like be a master at arms, which is like a cop in the military or be a aviation ordinance man, which is like the dudes who like load the bombs and things on planes. And I was pissed at my dad. I was like, what the hell, man? I thought you said I was going to get to be a diver. I called him. I'm like, dude, you suck, man. And so my buddies were all AOs, which in the Navy, they're all fucking made fun of because they're all like big old dumb idiots. And then I became an AO and I went to A school to be an AO. And it was amazing, man. I met some of those beautiful people I've ever met. I've learned more than I've ever learned. But while I I got stationed in Nebraska and and I hate I hate this, I'm not going to I'm not going to oversell this because I don't want to sound tough, but. I trained to be a SEAL for like two years with this guy named Senior Chief Lundquist out of Omaha, Nebraska. And uh, I trained really, really hard. I took a bunch of these PSTs and I would call my mom like every day. She would ask me how far I ran, how far I swam, how, how many, like how much I lifted and shit. And then, uh, I don't take it lightly either. I never, I'm not tough. It never happened, but I wanted to go to Bud's really bad. Cause like I said, I wanted to do something that was like, greater than myself. And then the day the day my package came back for the seal, the buds thing, my mom had died, and I was like, "Well, fuck, man, this sucks. This is crazy." And all the while I was in an AO, and I hated, I hated it. I was like, "Oh shit!" Now I got to be an ordnance man. And um, when she passed away, I was like, "Man, I don't want to do that. I don't want to. I don't really want to pursue that." So I bitched out for sure. And I wish I wouldn't have sometimes, but like life is crazy. And my chief, my chief, who's like high ranking, he looked at me and he was like. Man, you want to go out there and die or something? Why do you want to do this so bad? And I was like, I guess you're right. And it's one of those stories in my life where I kind of, I look back and I'm like, man, if things would have been different, what would have happened? But uh, she passed away and then I moved to Washington to be an ordinance man. And then as soon as I fucking landed in Washington, they sent me, they sent me to the desert, this Bahraini desert to like learn how to like build missiles and load
2: missiles. It's crazy. <laughs> And it was sick, man. It was beautiful. So uh, and I so you was had to, you had to build missiles as in like load them or as in like disassemble and reassemble?
0: Are, and this is, this is different from EOD. There's explosive ordnance disposal and then there's AOs, which AOs are kind of just like the, the little tiny baby cousin of not even. They're not even connected. EOD, there's some badass guys. AOs are just the dude to build, load, arm and dearm the bombs that are on the planes that are taken off. Just but just
2: build bombs, no big deal.
0: Yeah, it's cool, man. It's neat, and uh, but fucking, it's crazy. So I was in the desert, man. I was fucking like nineteen years old, like oh shit, okay, I'm here. And uh, I was a I was a sand sailor for sure. I never I never like uh, was on a ship, and so that was my first deployment, and I fell in love with it. I wanted to do it like always. I was like this is amazing. I had this really great gunner, gunner's like your your officer above you. And he just inspired me so much to be the best that I could be like every day So I'd go into work and be dude. I was a fucking kiss-ass like in the Navy Everyone hated me because I was like, let's do it. Let's go to war man. Let's go and we were just doing simple shit like eating dinner, you know and uh But I I fell in love with it and I wanted to do it forever and so We would like launch planes out and like do the keys and shit to arm the missiles that took off and things like that And uh, I forgot what your damn question was. I'm so sorry
2: Like at the very beginning. I don't remember what the exact question was either. Oh yeah, just being in the Navy in general. And uh um, What was what were we talking about? We were talking about something in specific. You had I know. a specific story. Ex- exactly. And then I said I didn't want to tell the whole story and then I fucking God damn it.
0: Oh, I was just saying that I was in for like nine I was in for like nine years and no one ever talks about that shit now. And I was like
2: But and then I went to Djibouti Africa, which was crazy. That's right. I asked you about Africa and I asked you about Bahrain. Yeah. That's that's what started it. Yeah. And then uh
0: I was in Africa for like, dude, I've been in Africa for like a year of my life. I was deployed there twice. And it's like, I loved every second of it because I'd wake up at 5 5 a.m. every morning and like, go eat breakfast. Go like, load your plane. Go eat lunch. What part of Africa were you in? Djibouti. And where's that? The horn. It's like right on the edge. Either top or, I'm going to sound like an idiot. Was there a lot of wildlife? No, we were stuck on the base. Oh. The whole time you can't even go off the base. It's crazy. Oh, really? It's called uh, Camp Lumineer. Yeah, and oh, it's wow. but it's cool though because there's like eight gyms, man, and like food. That's all you do, and you're as happy as you're happy as fuck because it's so simple. That is wild. And you you go to breakfast, workout, go do your job, workout.
2: That's what it looks like there. No way. yeah, man, <laughs> a little
0: shittier where we were, man. It's cool. And, and you,
2: so you're just on the base, and that's it. <laughs>
0: Yeah and then every every more like whether there's like cluster bombs or whatever you'd like go you'd go assemble them or load them and shit and it was it was really crazy Wild yeah and then like I said one day I just like ended up like it was overnight one day I just like, went to fucking Jacksonville Florida and was playing my guitar on Twitter and it like blew up and then my chief was like hey man this is crazy you got to fucking this is a this is a conflict of interest man right. you can't cuz I was famous like, Yeah I was like I think they were scared that I would show up to work, and just be like, "Fuck you guys, man! I don't need this." You know, it never right. happened. I would never do that because I was so devoted to being in the Navy. But they thought you—they were losing all power over you. exactly, which yeah. is crazy <laughs> to think about, man. And I, I had this fucking <sighs> my uh, my gunner one day comes up to me and he's like, "Hey, man, this is getting crazy. You got to get out of the Navy." I'm like, "Okay, whatever. Uh, do I have to?" And he's like, "Yeah." And I was like, "I'd rather not." And he's like, Okay, too bad. And then he was like, okay, you'll be out of the Navy next week. And I'm like, that's crazy. All right, been doing this for eight years now. And then it took eight months to process me out of the Navy. And it was crazy because every day I would go into work and think like, oh, this is my last day in the Navy, cool. For eight months. This is my last day. You got to work as hard as you possibly can, man. Make it count, make it count, make it count. And every day I'd go in and just bust my ass. And then... Dude, fine. Like six months in, I'm like, I'm in the fucking Navy forever, man. Sounds good. Jesus
2: Christ, why is that? Is that just standard for paperwork?
0: It's never happened. It's never like I I think. Don't quote me, but like Elvis Presley was the last guy who got like honorably discharged out to make music. And I'm not, I'm not like being arrogant in that either. I think that's true, and it just never happens like that. There's been a lot of stuff with um like NFL players who are like at the academy, the Naval Academy who, like, are really good at football and getting drafted to the NFL. They have to, like, get transferred out and stuff like that. But it's never happened like, some Joe shit-the-rag-man A.O. like me. And wow. that's when I knew it. That when, dude, when my gunner called me that day and he's like, pack your bags, I was like, holy f- oh, this is that serious. I called my dad. I thought he was going to be disappointed because he was a Master Chief and stuff. And I was supposed to be a Master Chief. My dad had, like, a bottle of whiskey when I was a kid. That said, Master Chief Brian on it for me when I made Master Chief. Wow! I I thought when I called my dad, he'd be disappointed, but he was like, "Hey, man, come home, do it." And I thought it would flop. I thought I thought it'd be nothing
2: in the year. But you were already successful online.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I still, I still, I never like played a show or anything. And then we went. Like I
2: got. Remember your first one?
0: Oh yeah. What was it? It was uh, the pageant in St.
2: Louis, Missouri. How many people?
0: It wasn't the very first one. This is unfair to say like my best friends in Washington when I was in the Navy I used to play at this place called uh I used to play like shitty acoustic sets at this place called um off the hook where like all the sailors went like on the weekends and shit they had like and My best friends Austin and Kramer. They used to come to the bar and watch me these two fucking dudes just Looking at me play and every time I'd finish a song they'd clap for me man cuz they're they're real friends, you know And that was like the very first show I ever played. But the pageant in St. Louis, I got out of the Navy. And um, here's what's weird for me, because musicians have a, I'm talking way too much. I apologize. No, you're not at all. Musicians have usually a pipeline, which drives me crazy. I don't know why, but they have a pipeline of like, oh, man, I played the small bars, and then I played the bigger small bars, and then I played the. Bigger, bigger small bars, then I went to medium venues, and then I went to bigger, medium venues, and they have this, like, thing where they, they're proud of it, of course. Uh-huh. Which I would be, too. That's a journey. But when I got out of the Navy, I was already, like, there. <laughs> so I, like, hopped on a fucking tour bus. Like, hey, you're going to the pageant in St. Louis. Play. Wow. How many people is that? I think 2,000, 2,500. Wow. Which was crazy for me, because I, I never played a show. And people blame me a lot for this sh- Like, Like, they, they get mad at me. And I'm like, bro, I didn't fucking do this. I didn't mean for this to happen. And why are they mad at you? I, I agree. And it yeah. freaks me out too. And I just like, I wish I could just, uh, I wish I could just like talk to people and be like, hey, man,
2: this, this is a, all. There's a, a phrase that I've heard that I've repeated way too much, but I'm going to say it one more time. Um, this, I forget who, who said this, but we'll, we'll look it up. All criticism is the tragic result of unmet needs. So people who feel like they should be you. Feel like Man in the arena shed. I was thinking yeah. about that before I got here. Yeah, there's something to that. There's something to like what what you do with your energy. If you're a big old hater. Uh, Marshall Rosenberg, father of nonviolent communication, said that every criticism, judgment, diagnosis, and expression of anger is the wow. tragic expression of an unmet need. Peace requires that we, we develop the skills to recognize the needs, feelings, and values that influence our perspective so that we can respond Forget forget, it's not um, wow. I don't know what the rest of the article is, says. That's just the highlight. But whatever it is, oh, so we respond appropriately. Often we react to situations and people that push our buttons instead of recognizing that our emotions are simply a guide to uncovering the unmet needs inside. Instead of looking outwards in blame and judgment, self-awareness helps us see our role in each interaction.
0: That's insane.
2: Be- beautiful, brilliant, and I get that, but um, you're like empathetic to those people. You can't be empathetic to someone's mad at you because you're successful. I learned. I learned the hard. Like last,
0: we did a whole bunch of shit, like with uh, ticketing and stuff like that. We like tried our best. Actually, like as a as a man, I was like, okay, I'm gonna fix this problem, man. This is uh, happening.
2: I remember we were having a conversation on the phone about it.
0: Yeah, exactly. I was like, man, it's me. I'll be the guy. I'm gonna yeah. do this. And then I did it, and it was just uh, Theo was on the video and stuff for it. I, I like put out the scalpers. I was like, "I'm going to make everyone register. We're going to show IDs at the venue. Uh, tickets are going to be 150 bucks, no matter what. No matter what, I don't care. And um, fucking backfired on me because people were just so angry at me about it, and I was just trying to do the right thing. And so it kind Who, of were, was everybody angry at you?: or No were Some of, of the not. people happy with you.: Of course, uh, it's, uh, <sighs> hard to tell. Yeah, that's the problem. Exactly. It's hard to tell.
2: That's the problem. And that's why, in that Dunbar's number, those five close confidants, those are the ones you need to be able to have a conversation with about that kind of shit.
0: And that's the thing about my life, which is, sorry, that's the thing about my life, which is so crazy, is because I have so many people that are so close to me and they know why I do what I do and the feelings that I feel and why I'm, why I try so hard and why I do this, why I do that. Same with everyone's life. Mm-hmm. But it's hard, I think, to be a figure or a big figure and say one thing to those people and then the public eye sees something else. Right. And it's like, damn, tried, tried my hardest, you know. <laughs> it was crazy, man. It was nuts. It was like
2: psychotic. Well, like we're saying, though, someone, there's always going to be someone that's upset. And if you have people upset at you, even if it's a small percentage mm-hmm. of the people, that... That feeling is magnified. It feels way worse. But, he, but if, their
0: feelings are valid, though, too. Like those that small amount of people whose feelings are like that. That's I have
2: that. I have that problem. It depends on what we're talking about. Very true. It Depends on what we're talking about. I mean, sometimes it's valid, but sometimes it's just a pure expression of that that paragraph that that guy wrote. Yeah, very very true. It could be that because there's a lot of people are upset because they didn't figure it out and they didn't get the breaks they thought they deserved and they didn't get. Opportunities or they got a bad roll of the dice in terms of like their life and where they grew up and and They get really angry when they see someone who hits the lottery and some people hit the lottery You know they respect I think most people respect a long Grind to be like the Rolling Stones like if you're the Rolling Stones like how can you not respect that? The guy's 80 he's up there still doing killing it and, killing and probably when they were a younger band they fucking yeah, grinded and grinded
0: and grinded and, sure. in, in those like I was saying earlier with those small venues those medium venues and things like that So nobody
2: would hate on the Rolling Stones no, but no someone would hate on you Because you're new so it's this new thing with well, this guy like he didn't even have to try that He didn't hard. even play small this board. motherfucker was in the Navy. Yeah. This is bullshit. I've been on the fucking road since I was 12 <laughs>
0: And people forget, man, about the fucking, like, four or five hours a night I spent after a shift in the Navy, like, doing the shit, writing songs, getting good at writing songs. People forget that it takes a lot to be a good writer. You know, and I'm not not talking on my ass. I'm saying that that's one thing in my life, this life, that I know that I've earned, Mm -hmm. because I've written so many things, and I've had so many shitty songs that I've, like... Mm. And I'm like, come on.
2: Do you write pen to paper, or do you write with a laptop or pen a computer? Paper. Pen to paper. I can't. I have fucking
0: 70 notebooks in my truck right now. Wow.
2: Because I just and they're do all. Do you like, store them? Do you like store them like uh, like images of them or anything?
0: No. No. Yeah.
2: I think it's kind of cool. It is I cool. That, it's but very I, cool. I, it's not uh, fucking it's super valuable. <laughs> last, I know.
0: Last year I had a buddy. We were at the studio in, in uh, Times Square, and he had this backpack on. My notebook. Four of my notebooks were in it with like every like. Yeah, I, wow. I don't know if I should say this, but uh, <clears throat> like every dude. song I'd written in the last like two years, isn't it
2: was dude, that's
0: scary. L- left it,
2: <gasps> crazy man. No,
0: crazy man. Oh my god, did you freak! <clears throat> Middle of New York City. Yeah, I was f- terrified. But uh, that's why I don't know if I should say it. Someone's gonna fucking go on a scavenger hunt and look they for it. Find but... your fucking songs. Exactly. And try
2: to sell them back to you. It's crazy. Maybe you can get like a reward. Maybe. Put out a reward. Maybe some kid. How long ago was this?
0: Uh. November last
2: year uh, homeless people wiped their ass. With I know those songs right? exactly now. man. Think yeah. about that, bro. Yeah, I wonder if it, Imagine if there was like a fucking super hit song. I think about it all the time like It's something like a, in the orange and I w- it's out there and some homeless guys wiping his ass with it right now, and he loves it <laughs> And he loves it man. It feels great. <laughs> I think about it So every morning I wake up I'm like fuck man. who'd have thought maybe someone will find it
0: I think everything happens for a reason though. Yeah, so maybe maybe I had a fucking shitty album in there Oh, I doubt it dude it's crazy. You but yeah, I'm pen to paper for sure. Are you, when you write your comedy, are you? No, I write on a computer. I Always. don't, you think that hurts
2: it? No, I can write faster. And your comedy's so,
0: hilarious. I'm just asking if you think it makes a difference
2: in writing pen to paper. So, I, um, Hurts it in terms of memory, yes. So I write pen to paper when I'm writing stuff down before a show. So I'll write on index cards and I'll write on my notebook whoa Before show, so I'll write out key bullet points, key important parts of a bit. But when I'm writing, I don't want to be hindered by time. So if I have a thought, if I'm sitting there and I'm writing, and I can type without looking, right? So I can touch type. Mm-hmm. So uh, as I'm sitting, when I have <laughs> Damn, I, when I have ideas, I can get them out. Like I can write appreciation like that, that quick. But if I have to write a p Oh, oh yeah, it takes too much time. Yeah, I can. I'm the opposite,
0: man. I'm a fucking. I'm an ass. I'll, I'll like take as much time as I can writing the song.
2: Yeah, but that's nothing wrong with that. That's of course, that's. Yeah. I know a lot of comedians, like my, my friend Mark Norman. He carries a stack of index cards in his pocket. It's why like you, that thick.
0: Why are you so worried about wasting time?
2: No, it's just better for me with thoughts. Um, w- with time, like the more, like when I'm writing something out, if I have a thought, and I got to capture it. If I can get the words onto the the screen oh, quicker yeah. then i have less of a chance of not forgetting it or something yeah not holding on to the idea wow cuz if i have to write out a word and they're like fuck what was i saying where did i go with this i want to i want to be real sure that i have like a flow of ideas to documenting the ideas ideas to expanding on the ideas and I don't want to be herky-jerky touch typing I've been there. pointing in I don't want to be I, I mean uh, you know poke typing yeah I want to be able to just write wow. and when I can just write it's so much I can get so much more done so I can write paragraphs and the more paragraphs I write the more there's a chance that there's something fertile something in there. great in there and then I take those things and I take them out that's happening I put before. them in another file You forget some shit Always. Oh, you're it's always terrifying. I know. Always. And I have great ideas in the middle of the night. And I'm like, I'll remember.
0: <laughs> never remember. <laughs> never remember.
2: I'm like, this one I'll never forget. Melodies
0: Which, are weird. Melodies are it?
2: really weird, yeah. I How do know. they come to you, for the most part?
0: I just have to have a guitar. I'm different than a lot of people. A lot of people, it just pops in their head. I'm like, no, I got to I gotta sit with my guitar for like 10 hours. Yeah. And play. It's such a different but the same thing. Like, I feel like writing comedy is
2: probably similar to writing songs in a way. How do you get jokes in your head? You have to write, and you have to think, and you have to hang out with your friends. A big one is hanging out with our friends. Like, so, you know, you've, you've been to the the mothership and see how we all hang out together. Everyone's talking yeah. shit and laughing, yeah. and we're, like, there's so, Like the other night, Ron White was telling this story, and I said, "Did have you told this on stage? And he goes, no, I haven't. I go, fucking please do. You gotta. I'm like, that is a giant chunk of material. I'm like, please write that down. That is hilarious. He's done that, like, three or four times. Like but we funny t- people are just funny people. I Ron bet. White yeah. is so fun.
0: I wish I could meet him so bad. Man. Oh, used, you can meet him. You I can meet a, him. I remember being I'll a kid. I'll set it up. My are you dad. in town
2: tonight? I'll have you meet him. I'll meet Ron, man. dude. Go. He'd love to meet you. He's the fucking man. My
0: dad used to force me to watch him, man, when we were like kids. And then, not that he's getting old or anything. I'm just like, remember that fucking. He's dude? definitely
2: getting old. We all are. Do you, you remember he's that? Awesome.
0: The four dudes when we were younger, you get it on DVD.
2: It was like Larry the Cable yeah, Guy, Blue Ron Collar White, Jerry. That's Jerry. what made uh, That's what made Larry the Cable Guy. That's what made Ron White. Jeff Fox there, was already really successful. It was huge. Everyone watched it. Huge I remember like my Bill whole family Ingvall.
0: was talking about it in Oklahoma like that. Huge. I'm like, yo, It was huge. That's crazy. But I've yeah. learned that. What you were saying about, um, that was really beautiful what you said about you have to hang out with your friends. Because it's a big
2: part of it, right? Like com- communication with each other, th- talking about stuff.
0: People want a lot from you as well as me, as well as whoever. And... If if you're touring all year and you're playing these shows and you're on a bus and you're going in an arena and out of an arena, you're not, like, living these things that you can write about. And when when you're a writer, it takes—it, like, bothers you a lot because you're like, oh, man, like, I have an album coming out soon, and I'm like, damn, man, I hope it's good enough because I've been fucking touring for three years because I haven't gotten to live the things that I want to write about. Yeah. Like, those amazing songs that people— Want it takes it takes like experience in this life. It takes living which is such a a Paradox because it sucks because you want to be playing the songs you've written in the past, but you also want to be Writing the songs you have in the future. You know, it's nuts.
2: Well, I mean you your songs in the past are always gonna have but It's when there's an exciting artist like yourself, and I'm a fan. I, I think you're awesome. Thank you Joe and when I listen to your music, I'm like, this motherfucker could write songs like this for forever. There's certain people that, it's like David Attell, like my friend David Attell. Dave Attell can write funny jokes forever, forever. When but he you, dies, he will be funny the day he dies. But you, is he funny because he's relatable? No, he's just. Awesome. <laughs> he's just so good. He's so polished, and he's the most underappreciated stand-up of our generation. I feel like an asshole for not knowing him. He's so fucking funny, man. He's so good. He's hilarious. Is he at the mothership ever? Yeah, he's been. He's been. Um, he's also—he's in New York most of the time. That's where he lives. Um, but he's a legend, like a comedy legend, and a legend amongst comedians, like universally loved amongst comedians. And he just— Fucking! I ne- I would never imagine a time where that guy's not going to come up with something funny to say. No shit. It's not going to exist. Just like you, I'm not. I'm not going to imagine a time where not unless you fall apart on us.
0: Yeah. Keep well. It well together, it's a non-existent bro. fear. I remember when it all when it all. Fre- I fucking hope so. <laughs> keep it together, you bro. You too. <laughs> well, you're, I mean, you're on the other side. of it. Like, You had to have times
2: in your life oh, where you yeah. like in fame. I don't know, bro. Man. Every day, every day. I'm like, keep it together, bitch. You gotta every do it. Day. Every day. And that's day. why you're getting that fucking that's, cold plunge, That's why I man. do all that torturous shit I do to myself. I'm doing it because I'm smart. I know what I'm doing. Bro, you've in- inserted yourself into everyone's
0: head every morning. and It's infuriating, bro. Every time I wake up, I'm like, fuck, dude. Gotta go. I bet Joe's doing some shit right now,
2: man. Yeah, and I think that, too. I think that. I do. I do it for myself. Like, I do it anyway. But I do think, imagine if people were watching you and making sure you're not half-assing this. That's the, another thing about me, me and you, I guess. But like,
0: you gotta keep
2: going. Gotta keep going. You
0: can't stop, even if it sucks. That was a. That's a crazy thing to think about. Like along your along your journey, no matter what, if it's bad or not, if your jokes are bad, mm-hmm. if my songs are bad, yeah, you can't. You have to write the bad jokes
2: and you have to write the bad songs and you have to keep going because if you don't you're never going to write the good one sometimes i would imagine you're like i've had bad jokes that like i was like i can't figure out what to do with this i have an idea but it's just too clunky and then like two years later i revisit it oh and now i have a new premise that ties in with it i'm like oh yeah oh my god it slips like a it makes sense perfect that's what writing songs is like, too, because, like, fucking, you, you write, like, three lines. Yeah, like that's what I was going to say. Later. Like, do you have times where you write a song and you don't like it, but then you come back and you have new ideas, and then something from that song. So like,
0: many. That's how all songs, for me, are written, at least. Yeah. Unless, like, except, like, a few of them. Like, the huge—here's what's interesting to think about. the, the I don't want to say huge coming on an ass, but, like, the big ones that I've written, the ones that were, like, successful, they, uh, they were always, like, two-minute songs that I sat down and, like, just fucking jotted. Mm. And then wrote like did a video and then people loved them and I was like shit man, but Dude. the ones I think about a lot the ones that I write and write write they're always like no one really cares about them you know <laughs> it's funny I'm
2: like fuck man, maybe I should just like get drunk and write really fast I think Sturgill Simpson said that about you can have the crown. Like that oh. one song. I fucking love that song. Sergio's so good, man. What a he's hero, the fucking man. He's the fucking best, dude. Bro, All those guys he's are. He's off the grid now, living on an island. Good for him. Yeah, I look, I look. That at motherfucker the... doesn't play. Bro, I follow a fucking Instagram
0: <laughs> called Where Is Sergio Simpson. You follow that one too, and it's just no. like random shit he's doing. And I'm no, like, no,
2: I just wait for text messages. He's
0: one of those guys you you like. You just watch him exist. And you're like, man, that's I nice. love him to death.
2: I wish I wish I could meet him or whatever. Oh, but he's dude, such a I will hook it up if he's in town. If he comes visit, I'll, sometimes I'll, I'll, I feel I'll bad because
0: like I. I said, I know like three chords and shit, and Sturgill's writing songs about like metaphysics and all that. And well, like, you know,
2: Sturgill was, yeah, uh, yeah, that
0: one. That's where the, the one, fuck bro. Go down, so funny. Yeah. There's all these fucking crazy pictures of him with puppies and shit.
2: He's a wild, bro. He's such a man's He's, man, bro. I love, I love him to death. Yeah, me too. I love that dude to death. I'm so curious about him, man. When I first had him on the podcast, I had heard there's a psychedelic country guy. And uh, i listened to a couple of songs, and then had him on the podcast. And I was like, I wonder if this guy's gonna want to play music. Give me one else. I wonder if this guy's gonna play music. I wonder if he's gonna just want to hang out and we just fucking smoke weed and talk shit. shit. It was amazing. It was amazing. I can't. I can't smoke pot, man.
0: But you uh, can. It's totally possible. I guess.
2: Yeah. I hate to sound like a bitch. (laughs) Do you get paranoid? We smoke
0: a lot of pot. Well, I used to smoke a lot of pot. Well, after I got out of the Navy, obviously, I was like, okay, I got to do it now. Because I didn't smoke. I didn't do drugs for, like, nine years. Right, Obviously, like, every day in the Navy. Right. And I, I didn't, like, even know it was a thing. And then my buddy, JR, he, he, he smokes quite a bit, and there's nothing wrong with it. But, oh. man, I lived in New York for a little bit, and one night I got some gas station marijuana.
2: Gas station from marijuana. From a fucking, like,
0: corner stop, and I, like, smoked it. And I was on this, like, scaffolding thing in New York, like, looking at the stars. And I thought everything was fine. And then all of a sudden my world collapsed, which is such a bitch, a bitch thing to say I don't really know. I thought my fucking body was collapsing mm. and I thought it, you know, it's crazy It was like a positive feedback loop in my head and I was yeah. like, oh man, my body's collapsing I'm fucked and I called my sister my dogs running around the apartment uh. I'm, I'm t- taking my shirt off bro. My dogs running around with me. I'm like you got to stay on the phone with me I can't do it.
2: Oh my god it was crazy. So many people have had that experience. But yeah,
0: I lot. know. And it's like, you just got to do it enough to do it. But I don't really like, I, there's never been a part of my life where I wanted to do it enough to get to the point where I was okay with it. You definitely don't have to. And I take like two hits with the guys out there and shit. Like it's no oh, big deal. Well, there you but, go. That's all you need. But every time I think it's a different thing. I'm like, okay, this is the time I'm going to fucking no, lose you my went, mind. You just went way too deep. You take mu- You do mushrooms? Occasionally. Yo. I
2: been known to do some mushrooms. Yeah. I've been, I, uh, I, lo- I love shrooms a lot. I think they should be not just legal, but we should have centers where people who are educated in the right dosage and the right, you know, for whatever it is for a person. If you want to achieve a certain thing and they should have like screenings and like mental health screenings for people. And then they should have guided psychedelic experiences. And I think it would make the world a better don't place. Don't they do that shit with like ketamine or something? I don't know. No, no, ketamine. I don't think it's, uh, ketamine. Ketamine. They definitely they do, do it with, with ketamine. ketamine yeah. I don't think it's for everybody. It's not for everybody. I don't think anything's for everybody. I think there are some people that have psychological problems And they shouldn't do anything that perturbs their normal state of consciousness. Wow I I've, I've heard that said by experts. So I'm just repeating that and I agree with it because it makes sense to me But for a lot of people Having a, a psychedelic experience where you get to see yourself outside of yourself is very beneficial That
0: freaks me out when you talk about like DMT and things like that even on the show yeah, I like I hear you talk about stuff like that, and I'm like, dude, how the fuck does someone just do that to themselves? Not in a bad way. I mean <laughs> that in like a in like a trip way, or like if you were to do something like that. I have that. I have that. I got a funny story to tell you, but I have that fear in me that's like, man, what if it goes wrong? Yeah, and, what if you never come back? Exactly. Like we've
2: all heard about. Was it Keith Moon? Who who was it in? Uh, who was like the first guy that they said went cuckoo from acid? It was the dude from Pink Floyd, right? Ken no, why? Uh, What's that? Uh, that's, that's the guy. Ken Kesey's like the... Ken Kesey was the like the, the, fat, the father of the psychedelic movement. He was one of the fathers of the psychedelic
0: movement. I bet back in the day it wasn't as... Uh, like, Sid Barrett? It probably wasn't as good. Sid
2: Barrett, right. Sid Barrett was the, the Pink Floyd guy, yeah. right? And he went crazy from... LSD. Yeah. But it's didn't crazy. someone else go crazy as it's well?
1: Barrett is one of the most tragic stories in rock and what roll. What do you mean go yeah. crazy?
2: <sighs> Sometimes, well, you know, Howard Stern talked about this once too. He said that he took a lot of acid one time and he was really fucked up for a long time and he's really scared that he wasn't going to come back. Because there have been times where people have had, whether it's LSD or some mind altering substance that for whatever reason that we don't totally understand, they, they fucking go and never come back. That's so weird. Brian like, Wilson, Why would you ever do something of? like that? Maybe it was Brian Wilson. Did he go crazy from... No disrespect to anyone. That sounds
1: as an interesting album.
2: Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he the guy that was also tied up with Manson? He was tied up with the yeah. Manson family.
1: That's where that he was going, down.
2: right? He like Manson
1: tr- wanted to make music with him, and he was trying right. to force him to like do it, right? So like that.
2: that's probably why he was doing all that acid. And he made him do
1: acid because Manson was doing acid. And Manson was, was Wilson,
2: dude, Manson for the millionth time. I'll talk about this. From How the Charles Beach Manson was? ruined Dennis Wilson's life? Oh, brother, brother, brother of Brian Wilson. Never went to Dare. So Dennis Wilson was like the guy who was going to manage him, right, or something like that. I believe so. Something yeah.
1: like that. Like that. He was looking for his house, I think.
2: But. Those the Manson family most likely was like a CIA project, most likely it was a project of MKUltra, and it's documented by this guy Tom O'Neill in this book called Chaos. It's an amazing book that talks about the CIA's LSD program. They were dosing people all over the place with LSD, they had a thing called Operation Midnight Climax where they would go <laughs> to a brothel. And they would have, you know, 3D uh, or uh, see-through mirrors so they could see through and watch the uh, the johns. And the no uh, prostitute would give the john a drink that was laced with acid. So this guy would take this drink and just fucking trip balls and they would monitor them. And they would talk to them. And then they did a bunch of different things where they had the, um, the, the LSD studies that they did out of Harvard that actually created, most likely, was a factor in creating Ted Kaczynski. Because the Unabomber was a part of those LSD studies. And then this reminds me of pineapple Express while he was tripping balls was thinking that technology is going to kill all the people So he has to kill the people that are making technology and by the way, I'm not condoning what he did But it it's logical. Yeah, it's logical if that's what episode of black mirror It's logical It seems like it would be an episode of black mirror where the the computers become far more intelligent than human beings And they have no use for them anymore And they in fact they find human beings to be a problem like, that's, that's the idea, that you're going to create a new life form that's far more intelligent than you.
0: I'm going to send dumb. And that
2: technology is going to take over people. You think it's—no way. Me and Danny talk about it all the time. Well, no Danny, people isn't. smarter than me don't think it's going to happen, like Mark Andreessen. I feel
0: that way, and I'm not smart at all. <sighs> Sometimes we talk about it, and I'm like, dude, there's no way in hell that people let things
2: get that far to where— uh, I don't think we have a chance. I don't think we have a chance. Against, I think against it or, or this, for this it is, to happen? This is the problem, and I'm not saying that capitalism is a bad thing. But when corporations are primarily around to make money, and they have an obligation to their stakeholders, they're always going to make money. If this new frontier is opening up, and it's called artificial intelligence, and you're a part of that, and you start making money doing that, that fucking train is on the tracks, baby, and there's no brakes. Wee, You're not going to stop them from making—they're already got chat GPT. They can have fucking conversations with you. Right? And getting— Diagnose illnesses and tell you how to fix your car. I have this problem where I believe in humanity though. I
0: do too No, not that you don't I wasn't like inducing that I I was just just saying I'm just a realist
2: Yeah, but that's just a little crazy. Listen man. They're not gonna stop making it. So if they're not gonna stop making it Where's it gonna go? It's gonna go to a life form. It's just a matter of how much time does it take? I don't understand the technology So I can't say that it's 50 years from now or 100 years from now or five weeks from now I don't know I don't know what it is, but they're going to be able to create a life form. Wow,
0: they already, dude. uh, This is going to be. This is what I don't understand. You see, sorry for interrupting. No, please. This is what I don't understand. You see those videos you've been seeing for like five years of like those weird, like robotic heads talking that look like real faces and things like that. And this is really elementary. I just mean like those weird bald mannequin looking heads who are communicating the the AI looking things. That's been happening for five years. Oh,
2: yeah. When's the, when's the, when's like what everyone's scared of gonna- Well, they've got some pretty sophisticated ones out of, I believe Japan now.
1: Oh, there's Whitney and her robot. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were just pulling <laughs> up pictures uh, of girls, man. I was like,
2: what the hell? That's my friend Whitney Cummings and that's her robot. So Whitney Cummings' robot can like talk and, and say things and she has it say jokes. That's a
0: fucking nightmare.
2: It's hilarious. Not Whitney Cummings twice, but right. like the fact that there's nah. a robot. Well, she thinks it's hilarious. She's that's that's so scary. A ton of inappropriate jokes about the, that the robot. robot. Does no, she you know puts them in the robot's face. But it's, she's uh, holding its face. Yeah, she took its head off. Yeah. Well, this is like very rudimentary, like that kind of robot.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean by that. It's like I feel like everything you've seen online when it comes to AI and things like that. It's all, which is even scarier because who do you know? Like, like what's going on? somewhere else when it comes to AI and things like
2: that. I think we're only, what we're learning from, like, chat GPT is that just from scouring the internet, you could have a, a, a program that's so powerful that it could answer any question you have in very complex ways,
0: and paragraph after paragraph. This has been interesting in the music industry because people, like, people fucking every day, man, 20 people send me a song by an AI bot that I wrote and it's almost insulting because like I see the songs and it's like it's crazy to see the lyrics that these AI bots come up with I'm like man I gotta write fucking better songs can you (laughs) see it I'm like man I wrote that to this AI bot and it scares the shit out of me but I'm also like like when I think of my head and like think about what I can write personally from my heart I'm like there's no way
2: AI has ever it's not going to be able to replicate what your lived felt experiences can convey in a creative way which i think it's people are not. smarter
0: than people think but, and i think that'll always reign supreme
2: but i think it's gonna make some
0: hits yeah that the, there was like a bunch of there was like well, a bunch of Drake song of. yeah i was gonna yeah. mention it but i didn't
2: want to like it's huge <laughs> apparently it was huge yeah look it's gonna make some hits and that's not uh, against Drake that's Drake can still make hits too but AI can make Drake hits and that's what's crazy. It's like um, when you get to a certain point, like w- if you have a certain style of music, like I wonder if it can do jazz. I don't really have a real understanding of jazz. I much. feel like
0: it would be easier to do jazz than right. This is not an insult towards jazz musicians. I respect them. I feel like it could do jazz well because it has so many notes and perfect like a. Uh, slides and things to go off of when Mm. it comes like songwriting it might be a little different
2: imagine if it did jazz better than the jazz musicians and everybody got mad
0: that'd be crazy oh jazz
2: musicians would be pissed they'd be so mad they'd be
0: so mad man there'd be a bunch of fucking
2: uh breweries just up in flames you go into some independent coffee shop and they're just all pissed and there's an there's jazz playing (laughs) some fucking but it's ai jazz and but it's amazing you're like oh my god because if ai is that smart there's some dude with a bass just fucking Piss. Right, if you think about what like every, they say, I don't know anything about music, let me just say this real quick, but they say that every note is uh, apparently been played, like all of them, right? Yes,
0: okay, I don't know if this is true, but Bach uh, don't, I don't know anything about music either, but Bach when
1: Isn't this AI then?
0: Isn't that a piano? program? Jamie you're but freaking me out. But man. no, that's that's, the that's same thing. no that's the same thing. No, no, no.
2: That's program. That those pieces of paper or those holes in that paper or whatever the fuck that thing is, that's scroll. I
1: know. But that what's artificial makes- intelligence, right? That's the same thing. You're feeding it a bunch of shit to then recreate yeah. without some, a person. Yeah, but it's not, gro- I that's think it's not growing. That's like, mechanical, bro. It's not growing. That's mechanical. It doesn't grow inside semantics. itself. That's, that's why AI
2: is
0: fucking scary. That's like
2: saying a, 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 an automatic watch is artificial intelligence. Or like intelligence. factories are artificial intelligence. Because all the gears are spinning and ticking and keeping perfect time. No, that's mechanical. That's engineering. You know what? Have some respect for I'm with him, man.
1: That's what, I, I feel like that's what Andreessen was sort of saying. Like It's just re 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 Reading off of the internet, sort of, and saying words that sort of to us sounds makes sense. Sure, like,
2: for now.
1: But yeah, that's, you but
0: guys that's the X thing people X have been Machina? saying forever. Jesus did you see the Black Mirror episode? Um, with the AI and the likeness thing, and they they can steal your likeness and they be create. I, think I
1: saw that one. Did I see that one? Uh, yeah. Maybe I didn't.
0: And the TikTok fucking things I wanna, are. I
1: said us exactly. It this has just been around for 150 years, and it's uh, very close to. This replaced a piano player, you know, from the Wild Wild West.
0: But it'll always play the exact same thing.
1: Yeah, and it sounds the exact same every
0: time
2: you play Oh, so they have them in the Wild Wild West? They would have that? This is old as shit. Yeah, these are really old.
0: See, that's what I'm trying to say about people. They keep saying that.
2: Sounds like someone's playing it. That sounds like a place where someone's getting
1: shot.
0: (laughs) Right. How did they make that nut? When did you say it? Again?
1: Uh, these are old these I don't know when they were first invented but these are not new and they're old. Got to get wow. one of them, man. Alarm clock. We should have one of those in the studio. Got oh, to. Seen... See, that's not, you know. Bro. What that How
2: much See, do you think one of those costs?
1: A player piano.
2: Right now? We should have one in the studio.
0: What's a player piano? Is that what it's that called? Thing is what it's called. Like, there's a play, like they yeah, cuz we should get one of them old ones. Supposedly a player.
1: It'd be dope just to have mm, around just to for 50K, the vibes. As little as 2 grand. One. Put it in here, man. Mm.
2: So next time this comes up, you can just,
0: just play it. And there's no room play. in here.
2: This, we have the perfect amount of things that are in here. We have no room in here. But out there, it's we have room. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you very much. Um, I'm scared of artificial intelligence. I'm scared of all of it because I think human beings are going to become obsolete. And I think we either are going to merge with technology, which we're kind of already doing. Elon always points out that we're already a cyborg. We just hold our phone. Yeah, it's, as, yeah. it's, you're connected with it in a very, very strange way. You
0: can't exist without it now.
2: It's hard to. You can, for sure. A lot of people do. Um, uh, Christopher Nolan apparently does. Apparently he doesn't have email, nothing. Can't you gotta talk to him. And you, you aspire for that sometimes? Like in your head, you, you sometimes, but I like first of all, I like the distraction of my phone sometimes. If I'm bored, I like to sit and watch like pool matches on YouTube. Agreed. You know, I like to watch fights if I find out about fights and like I get to watch like results. I get to watch things that maybe I would missed, like on other organizations outside the UFC. I can watch them on my phone.
0: I wonder why you're so – yeah, I wonder why people are so I, – I personally, like the age that I'm at, you're older than me, but like I feel ashamed of – your phone you looking at my phone so much yeah and i think that might be like an immaturity thing you know what i mean where well i can't monitor myself and i like just it's bro, i tweet some heinous shit do you i tweet some crazy shit people <laughs> people are always like man what's going on And i'm literally just like like 3 a.m on a tuesday and i'm like man fuck it you know and i just get up and people i'll wake up the next day and people are like hey man you good i'm like yeah it's a song lyric or something like yeah it's crazy I like doing it. It's like, like I said, I haven't talked to someone like this in so, so long that like my fucking crazy tweets are the only thing that people know me by. And I'm like, man, I got to clear some air, bro. (laughs) It's so crazy.
2: Do you think about not tweeting sometimes? Like it's not worth it?
0: I actually recently deleted my Twitter. I do. I go through these phases where I'm like, I do it so much that I'm like, man, get off of here for a second.
2: I don't know how the fuck Elon does it.
0: I have that stuff. Yeah, dude, he, he changed the world today. He like made it X, right? Yeah, it's X now officially.
2: Do you but, tweet ever? I don't. Yeah, Twitter, occasionally. Yeah. I read things more than I I post things. Do you run your own Twitter? Yeah, I, but I don't want to engage with anybody. You know, like the these back and forth that people have with people. Like, I am so not interested in doing that. There's something in me where people respond. I'm like, man. Uh. No, it's not like um, fans responding. Oh, I see. It's uh, people get into conflicts on Twitter, and I think that's ridiculous. I think it's the worst way to communicate. It bothers me a lot. And I think people, I see some people, all they do is just lash out at people, and that is a hurt person. That's what that is. That's all it is. It's like it's not a healthy way to live your life. But you have to empathize a little bit inside yourself, too,
0: with those people. Sure. Sometimes people tweet at me, and I'm like, hey, man. But I don't tweet back ever. I always
2: control myself. Most of the time, I'm not, Yeah, I have don't friends, quote me on that. But. I have friends that tell me about tweets that they read. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I'm thinking about fucking telling that guy to fuck off and... <laughs> Come on, man! Stop reading that shit.
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter that much. I don't think at the grand.
2: But I like it is tweet. interesting to read all these different people's opinions and thoughts. I, I do love that about Twitter that you'll get like these hardcore leftist perspectives and hardcore right wing perspectives and every. I think as much as it makes people uncomfortable, you have to have a place where everybody gets to talk it out. Everybody gets to talk, and it's the beautiful. Do people that think that fucking nuclear bombs aren't real? Do you know that's a that's a big one that's going around? Nuclear the bombs now? are not real. Yeah, nuclear bombs are hoaxes. It's a hoax. Okay, that's the latest. Oppenheimer was bullshit, man. It's it's semi connected. I think to flat Earth. Let's uh, go. I think it's Get semi those guys semi-connected, together, connected to dinosaurs aren't real. There's like a three pronged cool. attack of idiocy. That's crazy. What is uh? What's their main reasoning behind nuclear bombs?
1: Well, they uh, they. I just think they're. I they think they're big bombs. Just not just big bombs. Killer.
2: Yeah, yeah. There was like some Twitter thread I was reading where they were talking about how nuclear bombs have to be fake because Hiroshima and Nagasaki don't have any nuclear fallout. Like, That's. What the fuck I've are you been there? <laughs> there. When I was a kid, I went. I saw the museum, bro, dude. If you're a little kid and you're walking through, uh, I wonder. I seriously wonder how many of these people that are having these conversations online are, like, Russian agents or the, or they're feds or they're, like, somebody who's just d- designed to make people stupider. I should worry about the same thing now. <laughs> Everyone who tweets at me is a Russian <laughs> agent, bro.
0: I'm saving the world, I baby. I
2: seriously wonder. Because you remember when uh, free bleeding was a thing on 4chan and they talked some feminists into not wearing tampons and just bleeding in their pants as a sign of empowerment? Free. I, free, I wasn't a part of this bleeding, movement, no. Free bleeding. But it became, Yo. people actually did it. Some people actually did it. It was like a but troll? it was a troll at first. Oh, and I think a lot of these things, whether it's flat earth, it's or big whether metaphor. it's uh, nuclear bombs aren't real, I think it's a lot of crazy people, and a lot of people that watch too many YouTube videos, but I also think some of it has to be someone that's like monkeying with people's ideas, like throwing preposterous ideas that are well articulated out there to get we people did, to believe in nonsense and then we, argue about it. When we did the, uh, the Ticketmaster stuff and we made it a
0: big deal, uh, my managers, they came to me like, hey, man, you got to be ready for bots and things online oh, yeah. to manipulate how you're feeling and make you respond in a way where...
2: We'll also manipulate the conversation about you, and you get upset. It's not and just I manipulate how you yeah. feel. It's, it's manipulate scary. how the people that are re- like maybe someone doesn't know how to feel about what you did. And they're like, uh, I mean, I think he's doing it for us. And then you go and read on Twitter, that guy's a selfish piece of shit, that guy this, that guy that. You're reading all these horrible takes that might not even be Be real. people. They might not be people. Or they might be engineered by people through multiple fucking sock puppet accounts.
0: If you go to like a famous person's like Twitter and things like that, you can look at who's following them. And like, uh, if you like scroll down, like, this is fucking psychotic that I know this. I don't do this myself. I just know from talking to people and things. If you like scroll down, you can see like just fucking like hundreds and hundreds of bots and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Who are just tweeting crazy shit, but their accounts aren't really like, like three people follow them and they're following like 600 people. And Mm -hmm. all the 600 are like famous people. Mm -hmm. And they're
2: either saying like nice shit or mean shit. And you're like, Mm -hmm. this is weird. It's weird. What's going on, man? It's anytime there's culture war stuff. Like anytime there's stuff about like trans rights or anytime there's stuff about Ukraine war, like, these, like uh, anytime there's an abortion debate, you will read these comments. I will go through the com- – uh, the, the, um, th- that one's a big one. The Roe v. Wade one's a big one. If you go through those comments and you read them, some of the the people you, you look at their page. Like I'll, I'll read like some preposterous take on on things, and then I go and read their page. I'm like, oh, this isn't even a person. Yeah,
0: yeah. And it's a lot of times it's in politics and shit like that. Yes. When I when I said that shit about like uh, whatever Bud Light because my fucking sister's spouse is transgender. I, like, I, I like hired a security guy for a second. I was like, man, this is crazy. People I, are mad at you. Yeah, and not, not being a bitch either. I was like, man, it's kind of scary, bro. I live in a city. I don't want people to come for me. Because a lot of people were pissed. It's such at... a dumb reason to get I mad. I woke up on a Saturday, bro, and I had a dude tell me I was like a Nazi and a mutilator on my Twitter. And I was like, bro, Ooh. what the fuck are you talking Ooh. about?
2: It was psychotic. It was crazy. Well, there's people that feel, there are some people that feel like supporting that idea is going to make more people try it and it's going to make more people regret having gone through transition. And so they really highlight detransitioners. So like people have one side or the other side. They either look at it like it's only a good thing to live your truth and to be trans like you should get on hormone blockers as early as you can and that's what that that person that is. the, such the a, secretary that's of such a health scary thing. who's that person the secretary of health that used to be a, Rachel Levine, right? That's yeah, what it is. Yeah, yeah. Was saying like, what if you go? You're going through puberty, but it's the wrong puberty. Like, what if you're going through puberty and it's painful for for you because you're it's not you. Like, look, you're still a child. Like the idea that for ideology we're going to abandon this thing that we have always known, which is that children are very impressionable and very malleable and that they can be manipulated, and that also they can change their minds. And there is a ton of stories about girls who were tomboys when they were younger and just just became regular women. And there's also tons of stories about guys who are feminine when they were growing up and they became gay men. And Some of my gay friends feel like this idea that, like, those people should become trans is probably homophobic. And that someone encouraging them to become trans, if that's the case, is homophobic. But as a human being, you only have one—sorry. I was going to say, because he was saying that—and this is true—that in uh, Iran, I believe, they have, like, a a large amount of transgender women. And the reason being is that homosexuality is illegal there. Yes,
0: it's, it's strange.
2: So because it's illegal, the way they get around that is some of these men become trans. Whoa. Which is wild. I've seen like
0: In the Middle East, there's a weird—I I don't know anything, like, actually, but in the Middle East, there's a weird feeling around it. Like, if you're walking around—because I was, I was in Bahrain and things like that, and you'll go out in town, and there's, a, there's like, a femininity to, like, a lot of uh, the guys, and you're like, oh, that's kind of—
2: Listen, there's a certain percentage of guys who are gay in all of the world. Yeah, of it, course. It's just a part and of being a person. And
0: that's what—like, um, a lot of this stuff that came out about the whole, like, transgender thing with me— I'm not defending anything either. I don't care. Um my sister is gay and she married a transgender person and they're both close to my heart and all I know as a human being and a man is to like love them cuz they're my family. Of course. And that's it. Like it, I have of no, I don't give it like I don't care what anyone is doing. I don't care if you support the kid thing or not. I just love them and that's what being a human being is is knowing your own perspective and working from there. And I didn't realize it was going to start such a battle defending someone that I love so much, you know, because they're, they're, um, they're such a they're such a funny, amazing person to me that I've spent so much time with and I have utmost trust in and respect for, and that is my picture in my head of a transgender person. So I don't have the perspective. All people
2: should be looked at as individuals and respected, and individuals are what we should concentrate on. Like, but the problem is. Everything's so tribal today. Oh, yeah. That's why this Bud Light thing went so bonkers. Because they, the, f- the people that enjoy Bud Light are completely the opposite tribe, for the most part. Well, I think a large number of them. Than the tribe that's into following uh, Dylan Mulvaney. I've never cared about anything that my entire life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How will these fucking people care so much about it? And I'm like, dude, you guys
2: are... They felt like it was taking over their thing. This, like, It's like if Fox News went all gay. Fox News just became the gay news and they're like no we can't no, and no, every no. every anchor was gay and they talked about everything from a gay perspective So no much matter hate what. man You know like let's look at gays in Ukraine and you know like no matter what it is Let's look at it from a gay people would l- go crazy Yeah I can't imagine waking up with that much on so your So I heart. think that's what people felt like was happening with the Bud Light can. And what, what, what
0: like, bothered me a lot, it was, like, I empathize. Like, I, I see both sides, and, like, people think I didn't. I was like, oh, man, I get it, man. I understand.
2: Both I, both of these realms of people, I'm like. The problem is people, like, take it serious forever. Like, they've been Bud Light drinkers for fucking 30 years. And they'll die and on this all, hill, man.
0: And all of a sudden, like, now, fuck Bud Light forever. Yeah, I don't care, man. And you just see Modelo cans everywhere, bro. You go to a <laughs> show, and there's fucking Modelo everywhere. And you know what makes me mad is I've drank Bud Light's so long and it's such a great beer, and I can't even drink it. Like, people fucking look at you weird, and I'm like, bro, I don't. Ah! I'm out of all of this. I just want to drink a Budweiser, bro. I was you reading suck. about
2: this bar owner that stopped selling it because people were beating people up that were buying it. That's crazy. Crazy. I can't imagine buying a, dude, imagine buying a Bud Light one day just getting decked on the face. <laughs> for no, it's just a beer. It's just yeah. a beer. You man. fucking leftist. You suck. You yeah, you everything that's wrong with this fucking country. Fuck support you, man—that's how this shit is gonna fucking take over. You gotta punish these people. Look, at this American flag, on. all. The thing that's going on though is uh, people are getting fired. Like regular folks that work in breweries are getting fired because the demand is down. So as the demand is down, the production is down. The production is down. Jobs are down. And that's uh, an unintended consequence. You were talking about that earlier before
0: we got on yeah. here, and you were saying they were down like fuck the market cap or whatever. Is just well, let's crazy. see what
2: the number is. Like, what is? Uh, I've been checking the stock every day, but I guess it's I just more don't than know twenty billion. They've lost more than twenty billion dollars. You don't smoke cigarettes in here, do you? No. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. You sure. Let's, yeah, we got a fan. It sucks the cigarettes sucks. We have we smoke cigars in here. And don't smoke, weed. man. Don't smoke, man. Um, they lost a ton of money. The point is, it's not good it's real bad mm. and it's who the fuck saw that coming who thought that people were going to be that upset
1: that's what could, blows my mind my is that so many people touch
2: my lips
0: you don't hear a lot of stories where the the uh like the population can actually control the companies right share price and thing and dude there's a part of me like the humorous part of me where i'm like holy
2: shit good job guys man you fucking killed it but it's so wrong they to, like, definitely can if you know if they have a point Bud Light sales down by twenty-seven point one percent. I don't even, know. I don't even wow. know what. I don't even know what started it.
0: Is what's funny. I just I, I saw dude. I got on Twitter one day just like everyone else and out of context responded to somebody and everyone hated me all of a sudden. I was like,
2: holy shit. I think what they're saying was the mar- just find out what the market cap loss was because that was the ba- just Google um, Anheuser Busch market cap lost twenty one billion. Google that. That's heinous. Yeah. That is crazy. What does it say here? But it's, there's no way, though. Like, 27 billion. Bud like maker Anheuser-Busch in Bev has lost a whopping 27 billion in June. market value in the wake of his star-crossed partnership with Dylan Mulvaney. Most recently slammed by a 4% stock drop this week. That's June 2nd. So that's more than a month ago.
1: This is July 4th. It says it's 6 billion. Mm. It's different.
2: Wait, what is it? Is that 60 billion or six? How do you hate something that much, man? Six billion. Oh, I was looking at all the zeros was, with no... How do they have all those zeros with no fucking commas? That's rude. I was in like, like an, an emotional... Isn't that ridiculous?
0: I was in a pretty weird place when all this stuff happened too because there was like a shooting in, uh, in Colorado or something where some dude, some, some guy, he like ran into a transgender bar or something, a gay bar or something and just killed a few people. And it was crazy. My sister was really emotional about it because she's gay. And I, when all this wasn't shit,
2: that like a non-binary person too. I, I
0: don't. That was the. That was the uh, tech. I don't know what that was.
2: That was a crazy one because that was the son, I think, of a guy who was a, a former guy. A, a guy who was an MMA fighter. Wait, which he one? Was the, also a porn star. The bar. Yeah. Isn't that scary? Yeah. Terrifying. My sister was really,
0: really up in arms, but she was really emotional about it, and she's my best friend in the world. I would do anything, just like you would probably for—do you have any siblings?
2: Yeah, I have a sister.
0: And she's my best friend, no matter what. That's awesome.
2: Thick and thin, but
0: that's why I defended her. I love my sister, too. She's awesome. Exactly, and you would defend her to the bits— Right,
2: so this is like some just really ill person who went into a bar and started shooting people, but I— I don't know like what the motivation was but I don't
0: either and my sister my sister was saying that like um uh they were under she was under attack and things and I'm like I don't I I just didn't like as a as a younger guy I just both ends of because she, cause she I,
2: felt like it was an attack
0: on gay people Exactly and I I talked with her about it like as just a normal person I'm like is it an attack on your people or is it a is it an individualized <laughs> event that's terrible right. and and heartbreaking and things like that and I so think all it's this-
2: that because I think that person, like I said, I think that person was a member of the LBGT. I'm pretty sure. People are just scared, man. and That's so shitty. Or something along those lines. But either way, it's a human being doing something evil to a bunch of other human beings. And it's crazy. Times now are crazy, man. It's wild. Do you think it was like this
0: when, um, like when you were younger, were things as like polarizing?
2: No. No. What do, you think, what do you think changed things? Well, one, for one, the communication. For one, social media is exasper- has exacerbated the gap, has, like, made us more divided, I think, than ever before. Because people it, huddle up in these, like, echo chambers. You think it made things better at all? It made access to information better. It made people more informed. But it's difficult to navigate those waters, and not everybody's going to do it. Some people are going to crash on the rocks. You know, and I think that... It's a new thing that people are trying to navigate. I think there's a lot of people that are horribly addicted to it, and um, they're they're just constantly involved in these interactions with other people. And most of them are feuds and disagreements, and they're trying to one up each other and trying to like post facts and and, and dunk on people. And I always
0: question validity of like um, I always question validity of uh, artists and things now. Like, do you think people are better for it or worse for it when it comes to talent? Like, does the cream rise to the top faster now? Or does it just make everyone great? I I don't know how to word this. Make everyone great how? What do you mean? Myself. uh, Like, um, when I started putting videos on Twitter and things like that, I wouldn't have been discovered in the 70s because I would have just been playing guitar around a fire. Do you think—and there's—I don't mean this for my own ego. I'm just saying in general— Do you think people are more talented for it because they have to compete with millions and millions of people now? Or do you think people are less talented for it because millions and millions of people are getting
2: famous? I think in general, the talented people of today, like every other generation with every other kind of art form and even most sports, the generations, as they progress, they have the benefit of learning from the previous generation. So we all imitate each other, whether it's like Mike Tyson imitating Jack Dempsey's style or Stevie Ray Vaughan imitating Jimi Hendrix style. We all learn from our predecessors. And when you have access to all of the predecessors, which is what you have today, you're going to get an insane amount of talented people. There's always going to be certain like the idea that everyone's going to be soft and society soft and no one today could do that. No, there's still people that can do it. They're going to rise. They're always going to be here. There's always going to be exceptional human beings. There's people that are driven to do things, just like that guy was driven to climb fucking mountains. Some People are driven to make great music. They're driven to write good books or great books. They're driven to make great films. The people are always going to be driven, and they have the benefit of having seen you know, Apocalypse Now and having listened Whoa. to the White Album. And you know, there's there's so much that people can absorb, so much greatness and so much... Uh, if you were an artist in the 1800s, like how much uh, impact... Did you get from other artists? Because you like, wouldn't know that did, much, right? Did you ever hear Caribbean music? Did you, Whoa. Have, you, know, have you ever, there was no hip hop, so you'd not are that, just inspired yeah. by other people. 100%. And now we're all just inspired by each other, so we're making better things. If you use your brain wisely, that's the Whoa. key. If you use your brain wisely, you can be constantly inspired and enjoy all these people. Or if you use your brain like a fool, you'll be embroiled in conflict constantly. All the time. And always fucking arguing. Yeah. It's not good. Waking up angry. And having the least charitable view of every person you talk about. Gotta be the worst life, man. It's not a good life. It's not good for you. It's just not. And people don't realize it because they, you know, they feel. That they're just ignored, or this is the way they get attention, or whatever it is. It's just a super unhealthy way to interact. And I see people doing it on Twitter that are my friends, and I'm like, bro, you're killing yourself. I'm like, you're, you're giving yourself stress levels from being in these constant Twitter battles with you're people. You're distracting yourself, yes, too. I think uh, for being in sure. the Navy and things like that, it
0: always scared me because we used to have chiefs and things talk about like the Chinese and the Russians and like everyone going to war and things like that and i always would look at like the younger sailors and i'm like oh man sorry are we going to be okay if anything terrible happens cuz these guys aren't
2: paying attention distracted jack shit. they're
0: not they're not like um yeah and i'm not saying that i'm tougher than anyone ever i never will i'm just saying when i joined the navy since i had so like you were saying about artists you're you're inspired by the people around you so my dad and my fucking mom and my grandpa they were all in the navy and i was inspired to be in the navy and, like, fucking fight for my country and shit like that. Mm. And I wonder now if people are, like, forgotten country-esque. Like, that kind Mm. of shit, like, what the movies are about. Mm -hmm. Like, that, like the wartime movies and things like that. There's no great war, like Fight Club said, you know. Uh, Like, I fear that if things were to happen, would people have that American spirit? Like, that Empire State Building spirit that made things, like, so fucking
2: legendary and, like, the pictures that you see of those guys climbing on the buildings. Well, that's what the propaganda that we always get. That says this is how China thinks about us and this is how Russia thinks about us. This is uh, You know, like you always get that from a lot of like the hardcore right-wingers That's what their perspective is, is that China and Russia are making fun of us while we are arguing about gender wars and whether or not, you know, a trans woman can use the woman's bathroom and you know, and we're concentrating on these silly things about what uh, what do you, what is your pronoun. And meanwhile, they're trying to make people as manly as possible. And they're trying to figure out a way to continue to feminize America. That's like the grand
0: conspiracy. That's insane. Conspiracy. But you see, dude, you see those like Chinese marching videos and things like that. And I, I say that with respect, but like, yeah,
2: is you see all gangster. these like,
0: yeah, it's crazy. They're all like, yeah,
2: like they're they all in sync and in things step. like that. But, S- some severe discipline. And there's also like... Uh, there's there's a rejection of feminization there. They did something recently where they like outlawed boy bands. Whoa. What did, what did they do? Like F- BT. No, I'm not. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Like K-pop bands. They, they, I was reading this. I'm such. I'm the worst at this. Where I'll like read a headline and I'll go. I got enough information. <laughs> I know now, man. <laughs> I know it all now. I read one paragraph in, and then I got distracted by a phone call. But a lot of like the a See lot if of you can the- find that Jamie. They, uh, China banned boy bands. I found an article boy from 2021 bands. saying that. No, it was a real reason. I know, but this thing. is the same thing. Okay, China to ban sissy boy bands. I want to know who quoted that. Like, reality who said talent sissy bands? Right. Is that a Chinese interpretation of, of a word? There's not a guy on TV or saying American we got to ban sissy bands. China. The state regulator is calling for a boycott of pop acts that don't conform to macho standards as well as overly entertaining and vulgar internet celebrities and influencers.
0: That's crazy, get out now, but do you think that's but do you think that's um but do you
2: think that's propaganda? It's hard to say i mean we're we don't really know like we're just guessing like just the, like they're guessing unless you can read Mandarin unless you have boots on the ground over there, so you really know what's going on, unless you know like exactly what's going on in terms of like how much censorship, how much censorship are they involved in, really. Um, What how about that face ID system? How often are they using is that everywhere the social credit score system? Is that all real like the central bank digital currency? Is that all real where it's tied to the credit? Like what is is this ubiquitous is it through the entire country? Is it you know, what is this like what are we looking at and It's hard to say because I'm sure there's propaganda that comes from both sides sure there's propaganda from them There's propaganda from us it's hard to say today like what exactly is going on, but it seems like they are doing things, at least in uh, some videos that I've watched, where they're, that, that sort of technology where they were talking about with um, the ears in that cartoon, they're doing something similar, at least a test version of it, with children in classes where they have this headgear on, and the headgear is monitoring whether or not the kids are paying attention.
0: I I was taking a—I'm going to college right now, and I was taking a proctored exam the other day, and I was talking with my buddy about it, and he was saying that—we might sound like idiots if this doesn't exist, but they were saying that, like, in the classrooms in, like, China and things like that, or whatever country, um, they have, like,
2: video cameras that monitor where eyes are going. That's what they were talking about in this thing. That's So these kids had these headsets on— and they were monitoring their faces to make sure that they weren't looking at their phones and they weren't looking somewhere else. And then this headgear they had on, it was indicating whether or not they were paying attention.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. So, like,
2: I guess there's, like, a different frequency.
0: But doesn't that make you a different person, like, when you're cheating in class as, like, right. fourth grader? Doesn't that make you resourceful?
2: It does a little. That's it's why similar. That's
0: why I believe in, like, the American—like, I'm conflicted in my own head because, like, all these—this uh, has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But, uh— like a lot of right-wingers and left-wingers i feel like they have like the wrong idea of what the american spirit is but also on this hand i'm like america is the best country in the world we got to figure it out we're the we, we're like the american spirit is alive and well and i think we'd be fine if it come if it came down to it
2: if we fall apart to totalitarianism it's a giant blow to humanity because if totalitarian reaches a place that has the most freedom And the problem with freedom is people are willing to give it up if it suits their side, and you're hearing this from people all the time. You used to hear it from people on the right, but now you're hearing it from people on the left, where they're willing to silence people's free speech if they think that what they're saying is dangerous. And you can't do that because no one gets to decide what's dangerous and what's not dangerous. Because if you allow people to, they keep moving that fucking goalpost Ooh. and then they'll silence you. And then if you're uh, a liberal and you vote for this and you want this to happen, then it gets in place and then a, a Republican wins and they use that same thing to stifle liberalism. It's all competition. Like, so this is the kids with the things in their head. And that green light is apparently or one of the different color lights. White means you're offline. It
0: looks so, so that happy. Means you're not
2: paying attention. This
0: is a black man? episode
2: yeah this is wild and so they use facial recognition to make sure the kids are paying attention who owns the wall street journal look at this facial recognition i do not know look at their facial recognition how wild is that
0: that's what i was talking about with the proctored exam i was taking yeah imagine but dude there's such a
2: fine line between like safety and cheating and like is it good or bad? Well, it's not cheating, but but it definitely is enforcing uh, concentration. So, is the if the results are better, like right, if they get better grades, is that worth it? To like completely give up freedom like that and to have a fucking headband on. And then people don't
0: rise to the top either.
2: If they're great, <sighs> they probably still will. Because P- like, even if you're paying attention, you might be. You might be just a dumbass. You know, whereas some people are paying attention and they have brilliant ideas. Like you're always, I think there's always going to be competition. Whether you're focusing, or, there's there's going to be more competition probably because more people will be forced to be disciplined. You know, forced to they'll be forced to do the work as opposed to like fucking off and you know procrastinating. Which yeah, but a those people, people do amazing
0: shit too. Like they the do. the
2: shitty guys, man. In class, I was shitty. Yeah, man,
0: I never had good. I was always shitty. Like right. teachers hated me. And if you want good songs, <laughs> you know what I mean, <laughs> yeah, like what if, dude and also like, I don't have kids yet, um if your kid came home and was like i hey, I had this headband on today that was making sure I didn't look to the paper next to me, how would you feel about it?
2: <laughs> not good, I would not be into that. I would not allow that i exactly. would I would I would find another school that i just I just think you have to have a certain amount of freedom, especially coming from a person like me who's a creative person like I do what what I do doesn't it didn't exist when I was a kid it's a new thing like to be able to podcast or stand-up always existed but that's also like it's a very creative thing You has got to be able to have now, freedom yeah podcasting is fairly new right it's like 20 years old but stand-up is you know 100 years old or whatever it is but like the most recent versions of it you can't have that unless you have freedom of expression. You can't have it. It won't exist. And you Chinese have to primary to... school stops using headbands to study people's concentration levels after public outcry. Oh, that's good. Well, that's good.
1: That's a good well, that's thing. good that there's public outcry. This was four years ago this article got posted. Interesting. And it's weird that the video has been going around even recently. It's yeah, interesting. So the, it's just the, people
2: reciprocating the, information. Yeah, well, the, the outcry probably just keeps continuing because people are terrified of that being the— Dystopian future that we're all monitored constantly by Big Brother and that we give into it because we want a little bit of comfort Which is what's fucking scary. That's what's scary that people taking advantage of bad situations and You know if there's something breaks out in this country some kind of a war or something really scary You have to be very careful of anybody whose solution is to take away your rights to protect you, you Got to be very careful of that because that's what tyrants do and they've always done things like that always and they have all the information. Yeah, well, that's the other thing that's crazy. They have all your data. They have everything. From they being have your a- geo tracking location, they can f- they know where you are. Constantly. From a time you were a kid. For me, at yeah. least. For if that me, That least- thing on your fucking iPhone can track you, and you can decide to let your friends track you. <sighs> other people can track you too.
0: That's scary, man. Mm-hmm. That's freaky, bro.
2: That's fucking freaky. I can't do it. I can't do it. And every. Uh, the internet's weird. It's all weird, but so is this artificial intelligence thing that we're talking about, and then this UFO thing. Like, why is that? Why is that like in the mainstream discussion so frequently today? You think that it's a distraction from someone? I don't know, man. Dude, aliens are real, right? I, I Did, that was decided. I well, listen, I don't know, but I think it's very unlikely that we are the only consciousness in the universe, the only intelligent. Conscious communicating being other than like whales and orcas. So, if that's the case, so if there are things out there, it's very likely there's going to be many more than we can even imagine. And it's very likely they're going to be older than us. So, they probably have figured things out. And if they evolved in a stable atmosphere in a place that doesn't have meteor showers slamming into it every few thousand years like Earth does, maybe they got way further ahead of us very quickly. You know, maybe they didn't have to go through all the brutality. Maybe they never had dinosaurs. Maybe they didn't have to have an asteroid hit them to kill off the dinosaurs. Maybe, <laughs> if they, maybe they're like small lizard intelligence that evolved. And they're way more advanced. And they're way more advanced, like a million years. More but did you advanced see
0: the court? You saw the court case, right? Like yes. The, the oh, guy I'm being,
2: very closely watching. The guy this. being like, "Yeah, man, we got we got aliens in the back, bro." He definitely didn't say it like that, yeah. but sure? he um, he said that there um, are reports that indicate that there are biological entities that they have stored in freezers that are of alien. If some whether it's interdimensional or from another planet something very different and they have crashed vehicles not just one but many as many as 12 crashed vehicles and then there is a ufo crash retrieval program and they believe that this program was probably what they used when they went to brazil and was it 96 the Virginia case that long ago there's a a, a there's a case in 1996 uh, that uh, James Fox did a great movie on called the, the Moment of Contact. And The Moment of Contact is all about this one town in Brazil where everyone was there when this UFO was over their city. Like, everyone has a was story. Was there
0: evidence? like with there videos and things like that?
2: Well, there's a guy who died who carried the body to a car. He carried the body to a car and they brought it to a hospital and the hospital's like, get that fucking thing out of here. And they brought it to another hospital and they're like, get that this fucking happened? thing out of here. Yes. It's all doc- that's all documented. And then the guy who's a soldier who carried This alien being, that guy died of a horrible bacterial infection that they couldn't cure. They didn't know what the fuck it was. He died really quickly. Within two weeks, he was dead. No, man. And he was a young fit guy. No way. Yeah. So this That's scary. They have a fucking giant like UFO monument in the middle of the city. Like when you enter into the city in Virginia, there's a huge UFO there. And James Fox is like, he's filming all this and talking to these people. This guy who was the police he was a police officer that investigated the crash. When they brought him to the scene, they brought him to the woods, to the scene of where this thing supposedly crashed, the guy breaks down and starts crying. I mean, he's fucking weeping, weeping. So either he's the greatest actor in the world. Why was he weeping? Because he was there? Because he remembered that that thing. He remembered seeing that crashed UFO. He remembered seeing those the, this alien body. And these girls, they talked to these two girls that ran into one of the things that was still alive and they described it. There's an actual statue of it that we have in the the studio or in the um, uh, comedy club. Yo. And that's them today. That's them when they were little girls and that's them today. The whole town saw it, man. The whole town. Like He he kept interviewing people after people that talked about it, that were there. It's crazy. What's he describing that stick for? I wonder what that's about. I think he's probably describing the impact, how the thing slammed into the ground. There was a crazy lightning storm, apparently. And this thing fell in the crazy lightning storm. It got hit and disabled and crashed into the earth. And apparently the Air Force sent something to retrieve it. So the Air Force flew into Virginia, Brazil. And that's all been documented by James Fox too, that they did send a plane there to go retrieve this thing. And now that this guy's come forward and then the government is allowing him to say it. I was about to ask. Yeah, so the government is allowing this guy to say they have a retrieval project. And this is all like they're allowing him to say these things. I wonder why. Well, he only has to. He only can stay within the lines. Like, and you saw that during the testimony. There was multiple how questions. He was about it, yes, like there was multiple about it. questions they had where he said, "I can't answer that. I can answer it." What is what is it called in a skiff? Is that how they say it? So a skiff is like. The way I've been explained is explained to me, make sure this is right. It's like a completely soundproof room that has no electronics. Okay, here it is. A sensitive compartmentalized information facility. It's an ultra secure room where officials and government contractors take extraordinary precautions to review highly classified information. So they go into this like very, very protected room and then they'll break out these laptops and they'll break out these, these photographs and videos and they'll show them. Like what these things are they'll show them the biological entities. They'll show them the crashed UFOs They'll show them the high-resolution videos of these things hovering over military bases They'll show them all the reports of them shutting down all the nuclear systems It's wild shit if it's true, but it doesn't feel true Why would it not feel true? I don't know because maybe if aliens are real maybe if this disclosure is so real Maybe it's so mind-blowing that it just feels like nonsense to me, but something about it just feels a little fake You said that you said the UFO thing happened in 96. I think the Virginia Brazil one was 1996 Yeah, it if it's
0: been around for that long. Why is it just Well, now? There's
2: Roswell New Mexico it was 1947? The Roswell New Mexico crash was on the front cover of the Roswell Daily Record. I have it framed It's the front cover of the Roswell Daily Record. They talk about a flying saucer that crashed in a ranch. And so these people, or these military people who were there, reported initially, who is the guy? Like, pull up the Roswell story. This is a crazy story. So that, that was on the front page of the Roswell Daily Record. RAAF captures flying saucer on ranch in Roswell region. No details of flying disc are revealed and then they talk about the people who are evo- It's really difficult to read the print in this uh, Yeah, but someone, image has of it. To, someone has to
0: approve of this getting printed and things
2: like that So I yeah, feel like well if the, this then information- the next day then the next day they said oh, it was just a weather balloon Sorry, I made a mistake And so they had this press conference where they posed with these pieces of aluminum foil and like very clear weather balloon the problem is all the eyewitnesses have a very different account. They talk about this kind of metal that you could crumple up in your hand. It was light as, pa- as a paper and then it, whoosh, you would open it, it would f- go right back to its original form. They talk about these pieces of metal that were impossibly strong but impossibly light and they had some kind of writing on them that looked like Egyptian hieroglyphs or some kind of ancient, some, some kind of symbols on it that they didn't know what the fuck they were that looked very alien. And they talk about biological entities that were in the crash that they transported to this funeral home and they there's this documentation of them making these small coffins. And There's a lot of weird shit where people that were there talked about seeing the bodies. There's multiple versions of the same story. Now, it could be just nonsense. It could be like a folklore thing that people just started talking about and everybody ran with it. And then it becomes like a, a tourist trap. Like people go to Roswell to, you know, the fucking. Well, that'd be crazy. They do. Like an economic booster or something. It like is that. an economic booster. You UFO think- freaks go to Roswell, New Mexico every year. Do you ever think you're going to be that old
0: person in those old videos that you think, like, when you used to watch about aliens, they'd be like, man, I saw the saucer <laughs> in my backyard. You know what I mean? I hope so. Like, in the future, you're just, you're just the guy on the video.
2: Not you, either. I'm just saying. Imagine if that is you. Like, imagine if you're on tour, and uh, you guys are out I've in the seen. middle of nowhere, and you're at a fucking truck stop. And you pull over to take a leak, and you step outside, and there's a fucking UFO. Just.
0: Oh, I've, I've seen it. You have? Taking shrooms, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I so walk, walked yeah. outside saw,
2: you saw a UFO. Yeah, probably really. just probably can't see him. Exactly. Really.
3: <laughs> no.
0: The shrooms no reveal way. them. No way. Yeah, That's maybe. crazy.
2: It, well, it might be... But they're getting more and more real now. It's well, freaking me the fuck out. It might out. be more complicated than we're thinking. Interstellar about. stuff. Not just interstellar, but interdimensional. And what, what does that really mean? What does that mean? And maybe there's certain times where we have access... We don't know how to do it, like we can't just go there, but maybe there's an opening, and maybe they have access to us. Maybe they can create these openings and just appear. Maybe they're from something that is so different than what we're experiencing here on Earth that we can't even understand what the fuck they're talking, there might be a million years more advanced than us in a completely different dimension, and they figure out a way to visit. And they can figure out a way to just just show up and hover and move around things, Look, if we can send a probe to Mars and Elon can shoot a Tesla into space, oh, yeah. who the fuck knows what some insanely advanced civilization that has no like warlike primate behavior like we do, like maybe they've completely evolved past that. Maybe they have no jealousy and rage Whoa. and envy. No way. Maybe they've engineered negative emotions out, and maybe they read minds. And maybe these things are just insanely advanced. Yeah, and this- it's their job to help usher in other civilizations into the next stage of existence, which would be an existence without war and violence. An existence where human beings sort of achieve almost a, a hive mind. That makes the whole God conversation crazy. Well, God might be the universe. Instead of thinking that the universe created God, the universe might be God. It might be conscious. The whole thing might be conscious. Why not? When I look around, though, here's my thing. Sometimes when I'm, like,
0: running or, like, hiking or I'm on the lake or I'm playing a show and everyone's singing back to me or I feel a certain way towards someone or whatever, those moments are, like, too... Grand and like beautiful to like not believe in God for me. You know what I mean? You ever feel yeah. like that? You ever been on a mountaintop and you're like, oh man, this is crazy?
2: I believe in something. I, I think the problem that people have is the word. And when you say God, people automatically think of this very rigid, organized religion perspective that's based on ancient scripture.
0: Yeah, it's ruined it for a lot of
2: people. Yeah, and that whether sucks. it's the God of, you know, wh- whatever religion you choose to believe in God. There's a bunch of different religions, a lot of them believe in God, right? But what if you don't want to think that there's something going on, something like insanely complex that's constantly moving, at least in our lives, in our existence, constantly moving in this ever-evolving direction, why? It, is it possible that this is how the universe creates more universes and the universe creates new things and these things become more and more advanced and everything continues to always advance? Just like we were talking about it doing with music and movies. Maybe it's how it does it with planets. Maybe it's how it does it with everything. Like keep, keep Things constantly get better and the beings get better at manipulating reality they how? get better at creating black holes and being able to pass through wormholes and being able to manipulate space time
0: how did you get to that perspective if you're from like boston and things like that like did you grow up in the catholic church
2: uh, well i was catholic church when i was a kid uh did catholic school for first grade uh, but then, you know, we got out of it. I was a horrible experience, not good. And then I kind of fell out of religion as a young kid because my Catholic school experience was so bad. It's like a really mean nun wow. who taught first grade. But it was also a good lesson that like there's people like that in the world. Cause I never met anybody like that before. Like
0: religiously mean, like about God and things I was like six, that. Just, like,
2: everybody in my just life was nice to and- me. I was a little kid. Yeah. So everybody's nice to me. My grandparents are nice. My uncles are nice. Everyone's nice. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're in this school where this nun is a cunt. And I was like, oh, shit, I didn't even know there's people like this out there. Like, Come this on. is crazy. I didn't know there's going to be people that would just, just mean to you for no reason. Not, if, not not yell at you if you did something wrong. I experienced that. Every kid does. But mean to you. Like, like corporal like, punishment, like, stuff scaring like you, telling you, oh, yeah, she hit people. Rotten house. Sure. They like hit you with rulers. But tell you gonna make I'm gonna make you sit on a nail in the closet. You're not gonna be able to go home. You're never gonna see your parents again. Like crazy shit. See,
0: growing up, I had the like religion and things was was so nice to me because I grew up like in a Baptist church and everyone was like
2: loving and shit and, like. Yeah, there's something about that Catholic guilt. You know, there's there's great, it's you it's weird. I I've yeah. been around. And I'm not saying Catholicism saunders. is
0: weird, but it's it, it there's a weird. Saunders. There's a strictness to it that makes you feel unwelcomed.
2: Yeah, and there's a, a lot of these uh, priests. They like to drink, which is insane. They like to get fucked up. This this priest give gave my grandmother her, uh, you know, her last rites, and uh, he kept saying her name wrong, and we uh, people had to correct him. Like her name was Josephine, he was saying Geraldine. Left behind a great family. He's like it's Josephine. Her name is Josephine. He was just going through the motions, and I remember seeing him before they started the thing and looking in his face. And thinking like this guy's drunk a lot. Like he had the, that those gin blossoms all over his nose and his face. Like bef- like when he was just out. talking to people and everything? When he was getting ready and setting up, I was looking at his face like wow, this guy looks super unhealthy. Communion wine, super- baby. Yeah, well not just communion wine, I'm sure they're getting drunk. That's I cr- mean, imagine That's not like, allowed, right? Is I it- don't know. Is it allowed? But imagine you your occupation does not ever allow you to be in love. That it makes me. Did you see that Mark Wahlberg movie? Which
0: one? Where he like, um, he he gets paralyzed. He gets paralyzed, and he just wants to be a priest. No, I didn't see that one. Oh my goodness! You gotta watch it. I forgot. Father Stu. Father stew You have to watch it. Uh, It's so good. All he wants to do is be a priest, and he there's like a there's a girl in it, and there's some big actress actresses and actors in it, and hmm. he like falls in love with her. I don't remember what happens, but he gets paralyzed and things, and. I'm not going to ruin that movie either, but it's okay. crazy. Is you it a new movie?
1: I think so. It it's on. came out within the last year, I think. Mm. There's so
2: many movies out. It's impossible to keep up.
0: I got this crazy story. I was in Chicago. It involves like the church that I grew up in and things like that. When I was a kid, like 13 and 14 years old, we used to go on all these mission trips like as a church. And we used to go to Chicago to this place called Maywood and we would help all these kids out and like run a VBS. And there was nothing pretentious or weird about it. We would just go and like play kickball with kids and like talk about God and Jesus and things. And it was this park in Chicago that we would always go to like Maywood Park. And it's kind of the rougher side of Chicago, but like being a kid, I was naive to that. So I didn't know. So it's beautiful to think about that. I had no idea that it was like the rougher part of town. It was just fun for us. And um, we went back to Chicago two weeks ago to. Play uh, the Windy City Smokeout and I was there and I was there for three days So I didn't really have anything to do and one of the days I was off. I um, I Wanted to go to that park that I went to when I was 13. So it's been like 17 years or 15 years since I'd been there And I I haven't talked to the pastors and things that I had like we had pastors growing up I don't know about Catholicism, but it, they're just called pastors like the guys who are over you and um, On the way there I had no idea where I was going. I didn't even remember where this park was in Maywood, Chicago. I didn't know where Maywood was. So I just typed in Maywood into the Uber app and my It was so beautiful man Like the uber started driving me out there and I was riding out there and I was like, where is this park? I have no idea and uh, There was this the stories all over the place. Sorry, but when we used to go on that mission trip Chicago had been flooded really terribly and there was this lady named Miss Barnes Who I had who I had like helped clean out her house when it had flooded really bad and uh, she had written me letters while I was in the Navy like all like letters throughout the years and i would write her back and things like that and i would send them back and forth one day i sent her a letter and it was sent back to the sender because she had passed away and I, I had known when i saw the the damn uh like back to sender thing so i'm on my way to this old church that we used to do these missions out of and i'm calling my old youth pastors and i'm like hey where's this where's this park at where's this church at And Finally, I get in touch with this guy named John who lives in Maywood And he sent me all the addresses to like the park and the house and everything And I go out there and it's been 15 years and I'm sitting in this park and it's a Friday at like 6 p.m. And when we used to go out there there used to be just be all these kids and things like that playing kickball and like in the basketball In the basketball courts and at the park and like there was an American flag hanging up and stuff And I went out there and there was nobody and it was completely desolate It was 5 p.m. on a Friday in the summertime and i was just sitting on the i was sitting on the bleachers and i was looking around i was like man this has got to mean something it's got to mean something terrible or crazy like are people just inside now do people just hang out inside and then i went to the house that she had lived in miss barnes the one that i'd cleaned out from the flood and no one was there and this john guy who i'd gotten in contact with had bought her house had purchased her house like the mission guy and that's like. Those are the reasons why I believe in God. Cause that was crazy. Like I was driving out there and I had no idea where I was going, what I was doing. And it turns out the guy I talked to was the guy who had purchased Miss Barnes' house, who I who I'd written letters to all those years. And I'd been to that park and everything. Man, you ever like go back to somewhere you like you spent time as as a kid?
2: Oh yeah, it's isn't weird. it
0: weird? Does it not freak you? It freaked me out a lot. I was listening to music and I was walking around and I remembered like stepping in the same places. What was weird is for me when Sorry, I went that was back so to random, the town, man. It was just no, reminded me
2: of going to church and things like not that. Not at right? all. When I was a kid and I went back to my town where I grew up, um what was weird was like I had these memories that were just basically like placeholder memories. They were like like framework where I knew the specifics of stuff, but I didn't really have a memory of it until I went there, and then all of a sudden, like everything filled in. That's I what freaked me out. Yeah. I was at the house and things like that, and I was walking around. And I was like, "Oh my god, I remember lifting this yeah, here and like yeah, kicking this ball yeah, here." And, like, yeah, yeah, it fills in. That's like the nostalgia
0: of all that shit is mm-hmm. nuts,
2: man. I'm not even that. I'm not even that old. You know what I mean? I'm not like yeah, I'm, but things from your childhood, like that's a long ass time ago. When you know, you think of how much different you are from when you were a kid. That dimensionally freaks me out. Yeah, it should. It's like, <laughs> I was talking
0: about it last night, man. I was in this fucking dude. I'm in. I was in this fucking kiddie pool in this yard, and I was like talking to someone about it. I was like, the reality of then is the same as the reality of now, but it's also different and weird. That's got to be some weird dimensional thing, man. Where it's like that existed too. Like each day is the same. Yeah. And you think about it, and like, is your nostalgia like a fucking? What are your memories, man? Like, what is this? Like, how do, how does that
2: mean less than the present? Well, they're definitely shaky. You know, we all know our memories are shaky, unless we like. Even if things like your songs, like stuff you wrote, like you have to concentrate on them, right? You wrote them, and sometimes you can forget the words. Yeah, of course. Like memory's weird, and memory of like specific things from the past is always slippery. Until you're there again, you're like,
3: oh, it really freaked me out. It really freaked me out to be sitting there
0: because I remember like my dad with hair and shit. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And it was like. Yeah, I called my dad when I was there, and I was like, "Man, this is nuts!" Like,
2: do you remember your friends when they were in high school, and they see them now, and they're all grown up, and you're like, "What the fuck?"
0: And they're all like engaged and having kids and shit. Yeah. and You're like, "Wait, this came out of you? What's going on?" I remember you throwing no. a tequila bottle at Coach Craig's. House. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like,
2: and now all of a sudden they have kids of their own. You're like, "Whoa, this is wild!" And some of them you're like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> this is wild, I guess, man. This is wild." And, yeah. Um. Damn. It's fascinating. It's Becoming an a, a adult human being is fascinating. And then as you're becoming an adult human being, more and more other people are becoming adult human beings. They have a different way of living their life than you do. And that's why like every generation looks at the new generation. Oh, these fucking kids today. but And everyone
0: says it, and I've been feeling it so Everyone's vividly. What scares me the most about growing up is having songs. It's got to freak you out, too, about having podcasts. Do you ever feel like you're going to look... like Having all these songs from the time I was 22 to now... Sometimes yeah. I'm like...
2: I've made peace with it. It's just what I do. I have conversations with people. Like my kids are going to hear it one day yeah. and be like... Yeah, my kids listen to my podcast before. Specific ones, spe- especially people that they like on it, artists that they like. They'll listen to this one. I'm just,
0: Like your vo- your most vulnerable <laughs> moments, you know, your kids. Sure. Are be, yeah. That's, that's, that's you know, beautiful, though, man. That's cool.
2: It's, you know... We're fucking talking about aliens, man. That's crazy. Well... Sorry to your kids. That, that's a fascinating thing to talk about. Yeah, my it is. kids talk about it, too. It is. Everybody does. It's one of those things where it's like if it's true it's real, the the whole map that we have of reality is very different now. If these things really are visiting, and they really are these super sophisticated creatures that have been here from the beginning, they have been around as long as the Earth's been around. They've been visiting and checking in on us. It'll that's change. Real,
0: it'll change the trajectory of the entire universe. Like it'll it'll like that's why I brought God up earlier, and that's why I went into that fucking Chicago story. But like, it'll change how people have lived their lives for the last. Yeah. 600 years, which is scary, man. That's got to do something terrible.
2: <sighs> is it, though? Is it scary or is it good? Evol- is it just it's evolution? Just, or is it yeah. just is? Is it just is? It just, yeah. just is life. This is life. This is what it is. Like, you can just decide you wish we were living in 1967 when you had a fucking call on a phone that was... Do you ever meditate? Sure. Really? Yeah. All the time. Is it? Is it out of just, like, purely... I do it when I want to clear my thoughts. I do it uh, in the sauna, because it's a good way to concentrate while I'm cooking myself. Yeah. I've tried to before. Sorry, the way you said that, like, everything just is. Yeah.
0: Isn't that the thing? Isn't that what meditating is? It's
2: like everything is coming and going. For some people. For some people, it's just a chance at stillness or attempt at stillness, you know, but it is what it is. If if the aliens are real, we're not going to be able to change it because we don't like it. yeah true you just have to deal with it like you exactly. just have to deal with it and let's look world we, of war stuff we live in fascinating times i wonder if people... isn't that like a curse may you live in fascinating times who said that isn't that i think that was like an ancient curse people have had to have
0: talked about this forever though Oh, yeah. Like forever, you know? Like, that's why I get freaked out by conversations like this. I'm like, man, are we just. No, because this is a different time.
2: I mean, this is a time where you're having congressional disclosure. Yeah. This is the time where people who are on the inside are being allowed to talk about these things. May you live in interesting times. A Chinese curse would say, may he live in interesting times. That's a Chinese curse. Interesting. That's insane. There you go And we, we definitely live In interesting con- times We're just writing songs man <laughs> Aliens exist And I'm just writing songs <sighs> And just living life That's Listen insane. man I think we did like Three hours and then Oh a little no more. shit Yeah Time flew by Wow
0: Yeah kick me out Great man. time my friend That's Thank crazy. you That's crazy It was awesome Wow this is
2: a pleasure And uh, I really appreciate You coming in It's been fun Hanging out with you I loved your show And uh, I'm a fan And I appreciate Everything you do How man Thank a lot. It was a good time Thank I appreciate
0: you appreciate it Let's go Alright Hell Thank yeah you.
2: man right. Bye everybody Have a good evening